The following is a special presentation of Sacred Heart Catholic Radio and the Prep Sports Radio Network. It's time for the Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine pregame show. And now, for a detailed look at tonight's game and to break down other key matchups in the area, here's Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. All right, let's get this thing going and start it the right way. Welcome to the Pitt at Elder High School, where the summer grip is not letting loose here anytime soon. It's a nice, breezy, comfortable, but warm night here at the Pitt. Great night for football. If you're in the area and uh, you are wanting to enjoy some great high school football, hop in the car, pull in here. Uh, it is. Uh, we expect a good crowd, but it's not a sellout, so plenty of tickets available. And the sun will be setting earlier. I know uh, roughly about seven, seven thirty. So it'll be comfortable in here, and so we'll be, you'll be happy and like a clam. But guys, uh, coming in tonight, team from across the river, the Ryle Raiders, uh, Union, Kentucky, right near Florence, Kentucky. It's a uh, newer high school, although it's not brand new. It's probably about twenty some years old, twenty twenty five years old. Beautiful facility. Uh, of course, Boone County is booming, and uh, there's. Ryle, there's Cooper, there's Connor, there's uh, Boone County High School, and I think I met it, there might even be another one in there, but uh, uh, that's back in the day. We always remember Boone County right. High School with Owen Houck, uh, football coach, uh, four or five yards in cloud dust. They would, Sean uh, Alexander. Sean Alexander. They yeah. would. Uh, yeah, he had more than four and five yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah, <laughs> with Sean, they did, but uh, it was a. Uh, it's a little more watered down. The 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 areas of Boone County is uh, not as dominating as they once were. The schools like Ryle and Cooper have kind of filled in and taken a lot of those athletes, and that's who we'll be playing tonight. But guys, uh, let's go back a little bit. Last week, the Elder Panthers uh, traveled to Cleveland, Ohio, and it was a it was a tough loss, but not uh, a devastating loss uh, as far as uh, injuries were concerned and. And you know you're you're going up to play the defending uh, Division One state champion and a, a team we know well about, and uh, it was not uh, one of those losses where you say, "Well, they really just uh, laid an egg." No, I agreed. Uh, you know, and I think based on what you were telling me that Doug said at the dance club, there's nothing to get down about. It's a it's a potent team. You're on the road. You're in their backyard. You're on their home field. But the thing for the Elder Panthers, at least offensively, is uh, Matthew Luby continues to lead the GCL in quarterback rating and quarterback yards. Uh, he threw for 377 last week, so he continues his his effectiveness uh, leading this offense uh, up and down the fields, up and down the field. So, all in all, uh, I think it's it might be uh, a common theme that I'm going to talk about later uh, on the defensive side of, of for Elder. Uh, Doug said in week one it's going to be uh, the only two returning starters on defense. They're a little undersized on the line, hence the uh, some offensive linemen coming in and going both ways at times. And we're seeing a growth and development slowly but surely of uh, you know what the defensive line can do. And tonight will be a good test. I, I'm looking out on the field, and Ryle looks doesn't look overly big. They're about average size to the small side. But with a Division One team coming in here, guys, this is the week that typically Elder might play Cleveland St. Ignatius. So it's nice to play, not to play Ignatius, play a D1 team with the potential to get the same amount of Harvard points. One of my projects, and I was telling Mark off the air before we uh, came up to the press box, 
one of the things I was going to do this week, and I just didn't have the time to, to pull it together. But I want to look at Elder, LaSalle, St. X, and Moeller's first four weeks and all the travel miles involved in the teams either coming to to those locate to the schools or the schools going there you know you, your alma mater they're they're up in buffalo or they are so yeah, yeah it's just ridiculous stuff i mean they, they should be playing the riles they should be playing the covington catholics they should be playing the gmc schools um, they should be playing local high schools and not going you know four or five thousand miles in the first four weeks to to, to get a 10 game schedule together but such is the Harbin system, such is the, the, the league in Cincinnati, the GMC, which closed everybody else out. There's a, you know, a legitimate you know, 12 Division One schools in the area, plus there's some uh, you know, fairly close in other regions that, that the Elder could get to. And, and there's some Division Two schools that are very good that, that could play. Winton Woods does. And, and that, you know, but Elder shouldn't, Moeller shouldn't, LaSalle shouldn't, St. X shouldn't have to get an atlas out and go across the country to play high school football i'm excited that they're playing a local team tonight this is a high school football game to me very excited about it well some other uh, big games from last week LaSalle stays undefeated uh they win 37 to 7 against dunbar and 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 uh, tom uh, the LaSalle lancers look to be the real thing and as steve said they're traveling north uh, tonight uh, way way north <laughs> to uh, buffalo new york playing st joseph's but uh, uh they 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 seem to have everything clicking and we'll be trying to follow and get that score later on yeah as well. they have and, and the dayton dunbar that was the school that uh got in a little altercation in yeah. week one or week two so you know it's kind of good that Karma played a role, but I don't think Karma had anything to do with the way LaSalle's defense is playing. Uh, they they held Dunbar to four rushing yards on 13 attempts and only uh, allowed Dunbar one third down conversion. So for the whole year, they've only allowed, the Lancers have only allowed three defensive touchdowns in four games. So, uh, you know, they're the real deal. They're led by a junior quarterback, Zach Branham. Uh, so uh, it's good for the LaSalle Lanters, and it's good for the GCL. And, guys, GCL starts next week, so we'll have more to talk about it then. Yeah, you know, and, Steve, people ask questions. How good is this elder team, and how do they match up against other teams in the GCL? And it's really hard to, hard to find out or tell. Uh, but one, one of the teams uh, that will be playing next week, St. X, they knocked off Cathedral 41-37, to and we saw how difficult of a team cathedral was so that was a a good indicator that st x is a pretty good team st x is a pretty good team but but elder won by a a comparable margin so puts them right in the same ballpark uh, i I think so you just don't know and comparing scores gets you into a whole lot of trouble because there's so many factors that go into that Uh, the the night the game the team you're you're dealing with high school kids you just don't know who's going to show up uh, more often than not, you hope the, the, the good versions of those players show up, but sometimes they don't, so you just don't know. But, you know, I think that the game next week is going to be an interesting game. St. X does play Moeller tonight, and so that'll be... At UC, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah but UC and Moeller are having a, a tough time. They got one win against Lafayette last week, a big win. But, uh, you know, they're having some difficulties uh, this year. So we'll see how that all plays out, and, see and we'll follow that score tonight. And real quickly, uh, Max Preps, that national publication, has uh, 
St. X rated 25th in the region, I guess, the middle part of the country. And it's so subjective, right? I mean, I think they got a lot of publicity and press when they beat Cole Rain at the birdcage. So that could be old tapes. Steve, you're absolutely right. Each year is different, but when you're a national publication and you win against a name program away, you get more points. We'll just see what happens next week. Well, on a team uh, that we, we talked about, Mueller, they lost 34 to nothing to Winton Woods. Of course, that's a team looming strong in the in, in the future here for the Panthers. And Winton Woods uh, undefeated as well and another strong opponent coming up. And they, they're going to play every team in the GCL South this year, Winton Woods. So it's not only a problem for Elder, it's going to be a problem yet for St. X and LaSalle. Yeah, Winton Woods, good program, good defense, good offensive schemes. They're a, they're a tough out, as they say. Well, you know, we have... Uh, the Harbins were finally released uh, week one of the OHSAA Harbin ratings came out this week. And and uh, not surprising, let me pull down the page here that uh, oh, Steve has it there, that the Bombers came out on top of it. And it's too early to, to really weigh anything in with it. But we are going to have later on tonight uh, Joe Harbin, I believe, is coming out for his first appearance now that we actually have some numbers and mainly do some basic talking about right. what to look at and what to uh, what the schedule holds for elder but uh, it's kind of interesting and nice to see this thing getting released yeah it is and and to no surprise i guess st x is leading uh fairfield a surprise at least in my mind at number two in, in the harbin's region four and a uh, lot a lot of fairfield though is going to decide i don't know who they play we'll look at their schedule tonight but it depends on what draw they got in the GMC. You know, if they're lining up against uh, Lakota West or Lakota East and Cole Rain, they're going to have a tough road to hoe. Whether you know, if they get the Oak Hills uh, and some of the other teams that you're up, yeah, you're absolutely right. Because Lakota West three and one, but boy, you know LaSalle just took them to the to the woodshed. So you know you don't know. It's 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 what week five that we're in here. So there's still six more weeks to go, or excuse me, five more weeks to go, and we'll see. But it's a good, it's a good talking point, so we can go put some uh, comparisons together in the weeks ahead. Well, at this point, maybe I'll plug once again tonight. Following the game, Steve, Tom, and I will be out at La Rosa's on Boudinot, and I, when I was out there setting up, I saw uh, promotional stuff for the new Sicilian pizza. It looks very, very good, and I've uh, they were saying, oh, it's it's fantastic. So. If you want to come out and try something different, the Sicilian pizza and I saw on our I know what I'm having tonight. Our uh, Facebook page, uh, our old announcer John Kirtley, right? What's this? The Sicilian pizza comes once the Sicilian uh, retires. Uh, yeah. John was a yeah. Sicilian it's, it's descent. In memory but, of John. Yes, but I told him, hey, stop out. It's a good reason to come out and visit us. We're going to take our first time out. When we come back here, we're going to look more in depth at tonight's game as the Elder Panthers host the Ryle Raiders here at the Pit at Elder, right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. I'm Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. And while I'm proud to provide orthopedic sports medicine care to the Elder Panther athletes, I want to remind all our listeners that Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is available for youth and recreational athletes as well. If you or your loved one has an injury that's affecting your active lifestyle, we can help you get back in the game. We are conveniently located at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347 347- 
888-900-9999 and on the web at mercy.com. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Seg here for Joseph Toyota Clearance Event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a 1750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy at Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. josephtoyota.com. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Put your money where your heart is. Do business with someone who shares your faith and values from Sacred Heart Radio's Angels List of Underwriters. And don't forget to tell them where you found out about them. Go to sacredheartradio.com and click Angels List. And we're back at the pit at Elder. Warm-ups are continuing here as Elder prepares to host the Ryle Raiders who come in tonight at 3-2. And, two. and uh, uh, guys, looking at stats from last week, you're looking at first downs. They were Elder had... 21, Lakeville 20, total yards passing 401, Lakeville St. Ed's 445, pretty even, but the thing that jumped out, Steve and Tom, is rushing yards, Uh, 24 yards rushing last week for the Panthers. Uh, I think that Doug wants to get that number turned around a little bit tonight. Yeah, I think that's what he's... Got, got to establish the run. I think that's going to be uh, critical to get the because everything you got to do everything balanced to to, to uh, basically keep a defense on its heels. If it's knows, knows what's coming, it knows a knows a phase of your game is not working, then, then they're just going to pin their ears back and be coming for uh, uh, the quarterback. So you got to have it all working on all phases. And another thing that kind of goes unnoticed a little bit, I looked in to see how many turnovers Elder. Uh, has this year and how many they they made in their favor and it's surprisingly to me anyway that elders only turned the ball over twice once last week and then once against uh, indianapolis cathedral but they've turned the other teams over five times uh once against lakewood last week two against clearwater uh and two against cathedral so from that standpoint a lot of times turnovers can put you in a short field good or bad so I think from a standpoint of turnovers, uh, that's an elder's favor. Uh, but it goes, again, and I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but, but uh, the defense, they're giving on the last two weeks, they're giving up, they're averaging 
552 yards against. So that's five and a half football fields of turf that Elder's defense have give, has given away, although the one was 659 yards against Clearwater and Lakewood, and they gave up 445. So, you know, it all goes in, in what, what you need to do, and Doug knows it, the, the team knows it, and the coaches know it. Steve, let's look now at Ryle. Ryle, three and two, and uh, they knock off all their Boone County rivals of Connor Cooper and Boone County, but they lost to uh, two of the big powerhouses over in Kentucky, Cubcath and Highlands. They, yeah, they open their season against Cubcath. Cubcath now five and zero. Oh. They lose that game 37 to nothing, and then they go on a running streak where uh, they average over 30 points a game. They, they beat Connor. They beat Cooper. They beat uh, Boone County. And, and then they uh, play Highlands last week and lose that game 27 to nothing. What you're going to see tonight in, in the Rao Raiders is they're not a team that really lights it up, and they, they don't really run up and down the field a lot. Not a ton of offense. Uh, total passing yards for the season compared to the numbers you were just talking about. Their passing yards for the season, 562. That's that's through uh, five games. So they're really not lighting it up in the air. The quarterback, Brandon Lyons, will put it up about – Put it up about 62 times this year, completed 31 passes. The guy you're going to hear a lot about, number seven, Kyle England, he's, he's their uh, bell cow. He's, he runs the ball about two-thirds of the time. He's run for 581 yards on 90 carries. So Kyle England's going to be, he's, he's the man that's going to be getting the ball, getting the ball, getting the ball. Their head coach, Mike Englander, he's 39-24 in uh, five-plus seasons. I think in one season he picked up partway through the year. Uh, it's a little bit different, their goals in, in the game, than Ohio. They just want to get better to, against the, to, to play you know down the road, to get into the playoffs and get ready. So this game doesn't mean as much to them as it does to Elder as far as week 11 type things so you know what you can be looking at is uh just a, kind of a steady diet of a little bit of passing a lot of running and they like to get it between the tackles so we'll see what's going on with that keys to tonight's game for the Rao raiders are very simple one they need to be more balanced on offense uh you know kyle england has uh Uh, 100-yard-plus games in in their wins, in their losses, not so much. Uh, Braden Lyons uh, hits about 50% of his passes. He's going to need to be right around there or better to to keep Elder's offense off the field. They need to adjust to the environment of the pit is my second key. Different kind of place to play. If you've not played in this environment, no track around the field. The stands are right there, right on you. Uh, listening to the Clearwater broadcast a couple weeks ago, they were talking about that, how the environment is so different without that track there. There's not the buffer, the stands, the people are right on you. And finally, my last key to the game is always the same. It's a four-quarter game, and they got to be perfect in all phases of the game. And that's what I got on the Rowell Raiders. Tom, let's switch over to you for, uh, for the Elder Panthers. And, of course, uh, losing to the uh, defending Division One state champion is not a horrible thing, uh, but it is. Uh, it hurts, it stings. And one thing Doug says is, look, every year we won state, we weren't undefeated. We always had a, a bump or two. So, uh, Doug, look. Look forward, and here we go. Uh, what, what do you expect for them against Ryle tonight? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like Doug's a realist. You know, I mean, it's a tough place to play, and, uh, you know, they, they were competitive with them through halftime, and, 
kind of went haywire in the second half. But nonetheless, Elder comes in with a 3-1 record, and according to some places, the number two ranked team in the city. Some have them ranked number three. But uh, Elder is basically an offensive juggernaut this year. They're averaging 41 points a game, and but they're, on, they're also giving up 33 points a game. Rio, on the other hand, is they're scoring 20 points a game and giving up 18, so they're right uh, at the same kind of position. Uh, some familiar names for the Elder football, at least on the offensive side. Of course, led by Matthew Luby at quarterback. He's 59 for 96 attempts, 846 yards. He's got a 61.5 completion percentage. Uh, rushing, uh, believe it or not, Matthew Luby is the leading rusher on the team. 48 attempts, 403 yards. But when it's not him, it's uh, Joe Catania. Uh, 41 attempts and 162 yards. And Cooper Johnson is kind of like the bruiser, the fullback type. Uh, 18 carries and 84 yards. And then Drew Ramsey also with 16 carries and 87 yards. Uh, Matthew Luby's favorite receiver is Joe Royer. Uh, 25 receptions for 389 yards and four touchdowns. Drew Ramsey's got 16 receptions for 239 yards and three touchdowns. And there's also Evan Volmer, Dakota Postal, and David Larkin from the tight end position. Overall, I would say uh, it's still a work in progress on the defense. Uh, there's They returned two uh, seniors, two returning starters, I should say, on defense this year. And uh, uh, it's a work in progress, and they're making progress every week, uh, week in, week out. Tonight's game, though, it should be a breather on the schedule. I know Doug's not going to say that, but we've talked earlier that week five is traditionally Cleveland Ignatius, and it's either up there or here, so maybe it gives Elder a break. They can take a break before they go into the next last half of the season. All right, keys to the game for the Elder. Uh, the defense must get off the field. Uh, on third down, the last two games, like I said earlier, they're averaging 552 yards per game. So the key is to get off the field and give the ball back to their offense. They also need to win the time of possession. Excuse me. There's only two games where Elder had the ball longer than their opposition. That was against Clearwater and the surprisingly so Lakewood St. S. last week. They are winning the turnover battle, like I said. Elders 2-4, uh, and they've already uh, only turned the ball over twice, and they've gotten five uh, back on their own end. The offense must control the line of scrimmage. Uh, the average rushing yards for the Elder Panthers this year is 196 yards a game, so it'll be key to see when we're uh, 24 minutes later at halftime to see how many yards rushing uh, Elder has against this team tonight. If it's more than the 24 yards, of course, ahead against Lakewood that last week, then that's that's a that's a good thing. And they need to set up the uh, run to make to pass, and so that just falls into what I was saying before. Joe Catania and and, and Connor Johnson should get a lot of the carries along with Matthew Luby. I think they want to set up the run and then get the pass going from there. And then finally, the Harbin points. Uh, there's plenty of Harbin points tonight. The Raw Raiders are Division One school. 
Uh, and as long as Ryle can take care of themselves right now, they're 3-2. and two. If they can win six or seven games, it should be a big benefit for the Elder Panthers tonight. Okay, I think it's time for us now to go down on the field. Uh, Len Harvey is going to talk with head coach uh, Doug Ramsey and see what he thinks about tonight. Well, thanks, Mark. I'm joined on the field by Elder head coach Doug Ramsey. And a tough loss uh, last week. And we had talked before the game last week about the running game. It just seemed like you couldn't run the ball last week. Well, we got in a situation in the second half where you can try. You know, it, it, it was that because if you think about it, we, you know, our our second drive was a lot of, of Matthew running, the second touchdown drive. So, you know, we, we would have had some, some chances. Even our first drive uh, set up on, 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 a, on an option play, too. So early on we were, and then, you know, we got things – we got things, you know, going in the first two drives. And then, you know, if we would have been able to score a touchdown, you know, at the end of the half and say something for that field goal and then come out and done something, we, we, well, we did something, but we just didn't finish that drive to start the third quarter. If we score in those situations, um, you know, it's, it's a different situ- it's a different game. And then the opportunity to run the ball is is there. So, uh, so yeah, I wasn't completely disheartened by the fact that, you know, with the running game, it was, it was more the – the, the way that the game went. Now, uh, Joe Royer in the first half, only one catch, but then all of a sudden just broke out in the second half with 11, total 10 catches, 11 catches. Yeah, yeah, he did. He had, a, he had a great second half, and, you know, again, we threw the ball a ton in the second half. And, you know, that's, you know, as a coach, you take away some things from games. Sometimes, you know, you, you, you don't win a game, but that was a great opportunity for us to work on our passing game. You know, uh, we saw some blitzes that we hadn't seen. Um, you know, so keep, people are going to copycats, but gives us an opportunity to work on that. You know, uh, you know, make make adjustments and, and, and those types of things. So, you know, there's 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 good things from that. You know, obviously we went up to win the game and, and we didn't, but it's it's not the end of the world. You know, we, we told the kids after there's just been three teams um, in the history of Elder have been undefeated, and uh, we have zero wins between those three teams. Now, one of those teams in 1954 won in more playoffs, but but the other two teams um, were undefeated, but but lost in the first round of playoffs, and then we had two state championship teams who took big-time losses in week two of the season. So, you know, it, it's it, it's a game. You know, you put in the past, you learn from it, and move on. Now, uh, you got to be happy, though, 3-1 and one after four games with, with just good competition in the four. You know, great schedule. You know, we're, we're, we're playing good teams, and, um, you know, I'm a little disappointed in what, what Kahana's doing. I, I thought that they, they, they could eat out a couple wins, but, but the last three games for sure have been, you know, against, you know, top-caliber opponents. Um, you know, so, so we've been tested, you know, and, and, and now we, we, we play a game tonight where um, this team – Talent-wise, isn't isn't the same list, and it's a good football team. They've got some good players. Running backs, really good player, but you know, but but this is a game where now we're we're, we're you know, you look look last week on paper, St. Ed's is they're more talented than us. You know, this week we're more talented. How are we gonna how are we gonna handle it? We're we gonna come out and play the game the right way and, and take care of business, or, or are we gonna mess around? And certainly don't want to get caught looking ahead. Uh, you know, next week St. X, uh, they're four zero coming into tonight, so uh, that's gonna be a big game next week too. Yeah, it is. But like I said, we I haven't even even thought once about that. Take a, take care of business tonight. Get to four and one because again, if we can be four and one halfway through the season, um, you know, again these guys have won three games, so it's it's a great point game. I think we'd be in really good good shape to. To, to, to roll into the second half of the season. Now, you mentioned a little bit about Ryle tonight, but what, what should we look for? Uh, I know you mentioned a good running game. Anything else you want to? Yeah, well, that's a good running game. Um, you know, and, and defensively, they get a lot of blitz. They, they, they like to blitz. 
uh, like the blitz a lot. Um, so that'll be interesting to see you know, how we handle that and, and, and how they can handle our receivers in those situations. Uh, and, and, and also handle the speed of, uh, of Matthew on the edge. You know, so if they're going to bring everybody inside and we're outside, you know, so we'll see. I, I'm, you know, I, this is one of those games where, you know, I don't have a great feel. I think we're gonna we're gonna see in the first couple of drives how they're gonna play us, and then we'll have to adjust and go from there. All right. Well, thanks, Coach, and, and good luck tonight. You're listening to the Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Sometimes we take electricity electricity for granted. I think we forget about the safety of our home's electrical wiring. There's a home electrical fire in America every eight minutes, which is why Cooper Electric has a home electrical test called Current Safe. They test for faulty wiring, failing components, hidden fire hazards. Cooper Electric's Current Safe will help reduce the risk of fire and eliminate shock hazards. And Current Safe is the best test after a lightning strike. Cooper makes it easy. They offer an in-home consultation. And they won a Super Service Award in 2011. You'll be impressed. Cooper Electric, 513-271-5000. Schedule your home to be current safe. When you're in an auto accident and your insurance company insists you take your car to a cheap, no-name facility, do you think they're looking out for you or for them? It is your right to take your car to the place of your choice, so demand Jim Collins Auto Body. Accidents happen, and Jim Collins understands you want your vehicle back to pre-accident condition with no excuses. For over 40 years, Jim Collins' attention to detail, his commitment to quality, and a job that's always guaranteed has given his customers peace of mind. Jim Collins Auto Body on Glenway Avenue near Best Buy, 922-6336. This is Bill Hemmer, Fox News Channel, elder class of 83. No one forgets their first time in the pit, and neither do I. And today, with technology, I can catch every elder football game, no matter where in the world the news takes me. The Prep Sports Radio Network and ehsports.com. Altiora and go Panthers. I'm Deacon Bob Fay. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Sacred Heart Radio! It's time for the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Hoting Realtors, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Red Wing Shoes, La Rosa's Pizza, Jim Collins Auto Body, the wealth management team of Adam Schoester, Rosart Pharmacy, Skyline Chili, the Underground Sports Shop, Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati, Wardway Fuels and Grills, 
Coldwell Banker West Shell. And the kickoff is taken back at about the 10 to the 15-yard line for Ryle as we go from right to left. Ryle does, actually from left to right at the 20-yard line is where they will start it off. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. I'm Len Harvey along with Phil Bengal tonight. Today's Wardway Fuels game time temperature is a robust 87 degrees. Wardway Fuels provides heating, oil, and propane for your business. Heating needs, gas grows, and pool supplies also available, including parts and service. Wardway Fuels located at the corner of Glenway and Bridgetown Road at 513-574-0061. Ryle comes in in the road white jerseys with the black pants with the orange trim, the orange numbers, the black helmets. Elder, meanwhile, in the purple as they set up now. They set up with the quarterback Stankin. He goes out to throw the football. It's complete across the 30 to about the 34-yard line, and that was Ryan Plank on the catch for Ryle to start off at the 35-yard line. A good start for the Ryle Raiders here in unfamiliar territory, Phil. They had a little bit of time sitting back there uh, being able to make that pass. Elder went with a little bit of a different blitz package. Jonathan Path finally made the tackle for the Panthers down the field. Ryle will set up a first down and 10. They'll set up at the 35-yard line just underway. If you're just joining us, 11.35 to go in the opening quarter. Two wide receivers off to the left side and one to the right side as they set up now with McGinnis off to the right. And they look to throw the football. They throw it out to the left side across to the 35, but a good tackle as the Elder Panthers were ready for that one. Uh, Javarius Richardson on the tackle for the Panthers. J.B. Richardson gets up, makes a good play, kind of, you know, doesn't fall for any any of the outs outside uh, window dressing and just comes up, makes a good open field tackle. And he did what Elder has been starting out a lot of dri- defense drives doing. They make tackles, they wrap up and let other guys come and clean up. Let's see if they can execute that throughout the football game. So they line up with two wide to the right side, one to the left side. Shotgun formation for Keegan Stankin, the quarterback number four. Shotgun at the 30, looking to throw for Ryle. Rolling, rolling to his left and throws it out. It's intercepted! And that time Javarius Richardson in the interception across the 40 to the 37 yard line of Ryle where he's knocked out of bounds. It was like a can of corn on that one. I mean, he just threw that one up and it just kind of floated in the air. Probably an ill-advised pass uh, when you're looking down at it, but J.V. Richardson makes the catch. Jonathan Paff is also in the vicinity of it. So the Panthers going to get great field position. Let's see if they can go right away. Now, defensively, we're going to see some cover one, some cover zero. They're going to b- bring seven guys. You know, Ryle really feels that, like, they got a great defense. Let's see how Elder can handle it. Elder will start off the first and ten at their Ryle 40-yard line. Shotgun formation for Luby. Setting up two wide receivers off to the left side. No one to the right. They go inside the Catania, across the 35 to the 30. He's outside the 25. He's into about the 21-yard line, where he's finally taken down there after a nice gain of 19 on first down. You can't uh, get any better than that, Phil. Not one bit, and Elder's going to go right back to the line. And they do here with a first and 10 at the 22. Two wide receivers to the left side. Luby shotgun. He's got Catania in the back. Fakes fakes him. Throws. Runner wide open for the touchdown. 22 yards. That was simple. Easy. Easy. Hat on a hat on the first one on the run. Second one, Royer's just able to get out. Like I said, they like to play cover one, cover zero. They don't have a safety sometimes, so if Royer's going to get out there, they're going to catch that pass. Their defense backs aren't very big, so I think Joe Royer really just throw it to him anytime. If they think they can single cover 
cover Joe Royer. They should ask some of the other teams that Elder has played so far about how that will work out. 11 catches last week, gets his first one tonight, and the touchdown. Harmeyer looks to add the extra point here with 10.23 to go in the opening quarter. And the hole, the kick is up, right foot kick is good. And with 10.23 remaining in quarter number one, it's the Elder Panthers 7, the Royal Raiders nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Elder fans, Walt Kelsey here, class of 2000 with Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop, we can handle all your automotive needs. Introducing a Kelsey-exclusive lifetime powertrain protection from our family to yours for life. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. Go Panthers, out to Yora. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from all family to yours. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal at the pit at Elder High School. And the Panthers scored a 22-yard touchdown catch. Joe Royer from Matthew Luby. And the extra point was good. It's 7-0 Panthers. They'll get to kick off again from right to left. They kick, kicked off to start the game. Connor Amon is back doing the kicking duties. And they'll set up back deep. Uh, Jonathan Coker, Elijah Kuzik will set up back deep for... Ryle, the sun coming down here at the pit at Elder High School. Another warm evening in September. And now Ayman will look, and the kick is a line drive. It's going to take it back at the one-yard line. Corker takes it at the one, setting up now across the 15 to the 20. 25's got a little speed across the 28-yard line, where he's finally taken out of bounds at the 28-yard line. Tommy Thaman on the tackle for the Panthers. Connor Amon's kick's coming up a little bit short because right now that flag is almost straight out pointing at the at, at the school, and Connor's kicking into the horseshoe end. So, I mean, there is a pretty strong breeze but still almost getting it there. The Raiders look to uh, do something here. They've got it at the 29-yard line on a first down and 10. They'll set up with one wide receiver off to the left side, and that is Connor Lee. Two wide receivers to the right side. Shotgun formation looking, stepping back at his 20, throwing across the 30 to the tight end. 35-40 down the sidelines and into uh, around midfield. That was big number 84, uh, William Mason. The tight end that time. Jonathan Payoff was the one in coverage on that, just off a little bit. Elder had, had some had decent pressure up front, caused a quick throw, a dump off to the tight end. But Riles able to pick up a little bit of speed, and I think as far as their offense goes, you know, they want to come out here and get into a rhythm. You know, last series wasn't that good, so I think this one, you know, they'll try to go back to their bread and butter. First and ten from the 50, one wide to the left side, and now three now to the right side, including Baker just caught the, the pass there. The throw is complete across and down to the 40-yard line. Fumbles the football, but it's going to be Ryle who's going to get on top of it. Jonathan Coker, after Ryan Plank, wound up fumbling it, but it'll go ahead and it'll be close uh, to around the 41-yard line. And Sanders and Dieter is going to be in there to clean that up for the Panthers. You know, both guys are kind of backing up as they had those guys split out and a little bit back. They threw a quick hitter to see if they could maybe get a few more yards, but it does take them almost to the sticks. They set up wide to the left side with two wide receivers and now one to the right. Shotgun formation for the quarterback, Stankin. And now with the running back in the backfield, they give it to him across. Uh, and number seven is going to carry it across the 40-yard line. Oh, he's going to be taken back. Good tackle on the play for the Panthers as uh, 
they were able to get in there and do it a pretty good job of getting into him. That Nicholas Seeger did the job that time. A yeah, good contain on the right side by the Panthers. Austin Wanstrad helped help making England bounce outside, and finally uh, Seeger's able to clean it up. So could contain. We saw that as a little bit of an issue last week against St. Edward. So looking at third and short, we'll see how the defense responds in the middle of the field. Third down and one, spotted at the 41-yard line. They're into elder territory. One wide to the left side, three down to the right side. Quarterback setting up, Sankin looking to throw. Steps up, throws, it's knocked down. Seeger just threw it right back in his face. <laughs> That's about all there is to say in that one. I mean, he went back and then Seeger's just right there. I mean, there wasn't much else he could do. Good, good pressure, so the defense responds. But it's fourth down. They're sitting at the 41-yard line. It didn't have a great job before, so let's see if this is go-for-it territory for them. It probably will be. Tonight's game is brought to you by La Rosa's, making it easy for your favorite pizza or smartphone on your tablet. Go to LaRosa's.com or order online or download our mobile app at LaRosa's.com. 8.28 remaining in the first quarter, and it'll be a fourth and one at the 41-yard line as a, it is a timeout on the field. We'll keep it here. Call a Banker West Shell with two strong names you can trust when marketing or buying a home, and they're proud to continue servicing the West Side and the elder community. Call a Banker West Shell at 922-9400 or visit them at cbws.com. Right now we've got 8.28 remaining in the first quarter. The Panthers on top 7-0. Joe Royer, a 22-yard touchdown reception from Matthew Luby. Got the Panthers on the board after the interception by Richardson led to a touchdown. And gosh, that looked easy. I mean, that pass, like we said, if they're not going to have a safety there, the Panthers can kind of run over that, you know, throw over that seam uh, pretty much all evening. So we'll see if Ryle adjusts their defense when Elder comes out. But, you know, look for the Panthers. Be sure with the football here. Make sure you watch it. Don't jump off sides. Don't give them a quick one. See if that's going to be a run. They're, they're lining up like they could possibly do one of those quick kits, kicks as well. Exactly. They line up now with uh, the quarterback in the backfield, and they've got setting up Corker in the backfield too. The, the fake to Corker rolling. The quarterback throws incomplete, and that'll be a turnover on downs for the Panthers. We've got a flag down, though. It's an ineligible man downfield. You know, that good good call, Phil Bengal. 8.23 remaining in the first quarter. The Panthers are going to get the football back, and they lead it 7 to nothing here. And don't forget, tomorrow, the 2019 Sophie's Angel Run taking place. Uh, that is actually Sunday, September 29th. So it's Sunday, this Sunday coming up. Now's the time to register for the 5K run walk. Going to sophiesangelrun.org, the race in honor of Sophie Grace Meinhardt, providing funding, children's medical center, and educational sponsorships and scholarships. A great event for the entire family. Once again, go to sophiesangelrun.org for complete details and registration. Panthers line up in the backfield. It's Ramsey this time at quarterback. Two wide receivers to the left side. Luby goes in motion. The fake. And now it's going to be Ramsey. Ramsey across the 44-yard line. Uh, check that. That, uh, Yeah, that was uh, Ramsey across the 44-yard line. Looked like uh, they got Luke Kandra came up and just kind of moved around. It's like, I didn't think he carried the football. I say, well, when Luke Kandra gets somewhere, sometimes it's tough to see. He gets yeah. a pretty big shadow. Uh, that left side of the line, Kandra and James. <laughs> there's a lot There's a lot of LBs over there. They line up with Larkin and Postal to the right side. They've got three now to the left, including uh, Royer. They set up shotgun formation. 
Now they go in motion with Larkin, and Ramsey goes in motion to the other side, and Luby's going to run it to the throw. He throws it down to Royer, and Royer's got it inside to the 31-yard line. He's out of bounds. What a catch. It was great coverage, but it, like you mentioned, Phil, Jonathan Corker's only 5'11", and 6'5", is going to get him every time. Yeah, and there was big pressure on Luby. I mean, he got hit pretty hard on that throw. It was a little slow coming up, but... I think he's going to be, he's all right. You know, Joe Royer, just get him the football on the sideline. Big gains, you know, this week. Um, I think that's where the Panthers are really going to try to hang their hat is just throwing the ball to Royer and making them adjust, make Ryle adjust their defense. Because if they don't, that's easy. They marked him at the 28-yard line. Royer's wide to the right side. Shotgun for Luby. Larkin and now Postal go in motion to the right side, and Royal goes offside. They're going to say that they were drawn offside by Mason Berger, but I think uh, they might be right. Yeah, they're going to call false start on the Panthers, so we're going to back this one up. You know, Matthew Luby comes in his game 59 of 96 for 846 yards, but he's also leading the GCL South with 403 yards rushing. Joe Royer's got 25 receptions, you know, 389 yards, about 15.6 yards a catch, four touchdowns, and they're just adding to that uh, pretty easily right now. Yeah, last week he only had one catch in the first half, wound up with 11, so today is already two catches, two to the right side. Shotgun formation on a first and 15 at the 33. The give to Catania, across the 30, inside the 30 to the 25, and he gets to about the 24-yard line uh, before he's taken down there, so the Panthers will get a, a good gain to the 21. Just uh, tripped, tripped up by Dylan Tommen uh, of the Ryle Raiders, really barely got a shoelace on him as he, as he was trying to cut field, as his Catania was trying to cut the field over to his left, so... Uh, you know, look for the Panthers. They kind of like that right now up the gut. Two wide receivers to the left side, two to the right. Royer and Postal to the right. They set up with uh, Schlachter goes to the right. Now looking, rolling to the right is Luby. Luby looking to throw, but he's going to run it instead. Inside the 25-20. He's hit at the 18. Go to the 15. To the 10. He's to the 5. And inside to the 2-yard line before he's taken down by number 2, Jonathan Corker at the 2-yard line. 23 yards in all for Matthew Luby on that one. Yeah, and still watching. There's a flag thrown right as the ball was snapped on the on the close side to us on Elder sideline. So we'll see if this one's coming back on the Panthers or if this one's going to stand. We'll see if it's a it's a first down. I think they're going to move them backwards. Yeah, yeah, they are. There was a lot of motion on that with the Panthers moving, and I think as a guy moved, I think somebody might have went towards the line. You know, before. They, they had, had uh, snapped the football, so the Panthers get the flag. That one's coming back. Now, unfortunately, I mean, it's after a very, very good Matthew Luby run. Uh, score update, uh, thanks to Mark Bengel, uh, 7 nothing, uh, 7-6, rather, Moeller on top of St. X. A missed extra point is the difference in that game. So uh, updates on the field in that game. Second and 12 at the 30 for, for the Panthers with a 7-0 lead here. 6.42 remaining in the first quarter here at the pit. It's Ryle High School and the Elder Panthers. One wide to the right. Now Catania goes to the right side. Two to the left. Empty backfield. Now Luby looks to throw. He gets the blitz. Throws it off to Ramsey. He's hit at the 30 and gets to the 26-yard line. A gain of about four. He was tackled on the play by number 22, Max Hungler. And Carter Smith's guy just happened to get inside of him on that, so it made it very difficult. And Ramsey took a pretty good hit from the back and from the front on that one. And he's going to go down and, and coach... Uh, Ramsey's going to go out and talk to talk to the guys a little bit here, but I think Ramsey's going to get up and, and walk off the field. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, keep it here. If you're 
corporate casual company uniforms. Are they getting a bit dated? Is your team coach's shirts worn out? We'll contact Sean Mason at the Underground Sports Shop. Shirts, caps, coats, whatever you need with your company logo customized with the newest items, newest style items. Visit undergroundsportshops.com or 513-751-1662. Underground Sports Shop, the official provider to the Prep Sports Radio Network. Third down and eight. The ball spotted at the 27-yard line. Two wide receivers off to the left side, and now two to the right. Thayman is off to the right side in place of Ramsey. Postal now off to the right side. Now they go in motion. Setting up is Luby looking to throw and throws it down the field. Throws it a strike to Royer at the 11, and it's a first down for the Panthers. A gain of 16, and Royer's got three big catches already. Single coverage again. Jonathan uh, Coker was on him. 5'11", 165, just step behind isn't going to help you anyway, but Joe Royer's running some pretty crisp routes as well as Matthew Luby being able to get the ball out there, good protection from the offensive line. First and 10, they've spotted at the 11-yard line, six minutes in left here in quarter number one. Panthers already with a 7 nothing lead here at the pit. Two wide receivers off to the left side, Postal and Royer. They go setting up shotgun formation. Luby with Catania in the backfield. Go setting up now. Here comes the handoff to Catania side of the 10. He gets to about the 7 before he's stacked up. And a fumble. Let's see. Ryle saying they might have it. And let's see, I think Elder might have fallen on it. Yeah, they're calling it. They're calling it second down. Saying that, that you know, I don't know if they ruled that Elder fell on it. There was one guy who threw through his marker, other officials calling it down on the ground. So either way, Panthers end up with the football on that one. And, you know, as the clock is ticking down here, uh, at the start of the second quarter, we'll have a join in a booth with us. We'll have Elder Principal Kurt Ruffing will come up to talk with us for a little bit. Well, that'll be a treat. We had Kurt on last year. Always always good to talk to him. Third, second down at seven. The ball spotted at the eight-yard line. Postal goes in motion. They set up now looking, and a flag is down. Want to get some movement for the Panthers. For the 30 years Prep Sports been around, well, Cooper Electric has been a proud sponsor the entire time. Reliable courtesy and quality is the hallmark of Cooper Electric's business. Upgrades to your home or business to efficient LEDs or elaborate changes in remodels. Contact Cooper Electric's president and elder grad, Greg Highland at 513-271-5000. remaining. Here in the first quarter, the Panthers, a couple of mistakes here, but they have a second down at 12 at the 13-yard line of Ryle. They go Royer wide to the left side. They set up with Evan Vollmer and Postal to the right side. Now Thayman is off to the left. Is uh, looking is Luby to throw. Stepping up left side, looking left corner. The throw to Thayman is too far to the left. We got a flag down at about the two-yard line. You get offensive pass interference. Yeah, that is going to go on Thayman. An offensive pass interference call. So the Panthers are a little sloppy on this drive, Phil. Yeah, not not really taking care of business. You got uh, you know mental penalties, and and now you got you know pass offensive pass interference. You're just kind of backing up on them. They got a little bit rattled. You know, Riles' defense they don't have a ton of size. You know, they're pretty quick and moving. They got some some defensive. You know, they like to go. The defensive ends are sometimes up in that rush position. They have the linebackers, so it's definitely a big test for the linemen. And that's why I think you know Drew Ramsey got hit on that one went down pretty hard on that screen and right now Riles kind of giving Elder everything they got. Well uh, Ramsey, good news, is back in the game for the Panthers, so that's good news. Second down at 27, the ball spotted at the 28 yard line 
And they go too wide to the right side. That's Postal and Ramsey. Shotgun, they go now. Volmer goes all the way to the right side as well. One into the backfield. Larkin behind it. It's going to be Luby to run it. Luby inside the 30. Spins to the 25. And only a gain of three for Luby. It'll be third down and a bunch coming up. Yeah, just nothing doing there. So the Panthers, you know, look to them to maybe test Ryle in, in that. See if they'll stay in single coverage on Royer. I mean, if, you, if no one else is open on any of the routes, you got a pretty good catch percentage there with Royer. It'll be a third and 24 from the 25. 4.25 remaining in the first quarter. Panthers have a 7-0 lead with the ball. They're going from right to left. One wide to the right side. Three now to the left. Luby shotgun. Steps on it a little bit. Goes to the left with Catania to the left side. Looking. Rolling to his left. Now looking. Throwing to the left in the end zone. It's, it's Royer. Touchdown. 25 yards this time. 22 last time. And it's 13-0 pending. Yeah, we brought everybody over to the left side. Just stacked everybody up. And on that one, just able to get the ball up to Royers. He got behind the defense. Matthew Luby threw a very good pass over the top to him. So the Panthers just rolling there. Like we said, just go ahead. If you can't get a little bit, let's test and you know, force Ryle maybe to change their defense. Uh, the single coverage is not working. So let's see if they change. That might open up the run for Luby and Catania. Well, you call that play, Phil. We'll set up uh, now for the extra point. Harmeyer gets the hold. Good good hold. Good kick. And the kick is up and good. So with 4.04 to play in the first quarter, it's the Elder Panthers 14. The Ryle Raiders nothing on the Press Sports Radio Network. Skyline Chili before or after a game is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. The Lambrinides family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue in Dent, and Glenway Avenue. So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time. Together, at last it's Skyline time. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth here at the pit tonight. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. It is a 14-0 Elder Elite. It's been the Joe Royers show. Two touchdown catches, one of 22 yards and one of 25 yards. And the Elder Panthers have a 14-0 lead. One turnover so far, the Ryle Raiders. And uh, that was an interception. Richardson got the interception for the Panthers. So far on the rushing side, Catania with three carries for 28 yards. But Royers got four catches, 91 yards and two touchdowns. Not bad for a first quarter of work. Not at all. And, and Matthew Luby, you know, uh, 94 yards, you know, five for five so far. So Luby doing a great job. Panthers offense. Let's see. Connor Amon, pass tube and right there. Let's see if he gets a little extra on this one. Darren Carr back deep uh, for the Ryle Raiders. It's Amon kicks it this time. It's going to take Corker back to about the one across the five to the 10. He's outside the 15 to the 20, 25 out at the 29 yard line before he's finally taken out of bounds. And the Ryle Raiders will get it this time. Kind of interesting that uh, Eamon has not been able to put the ball in the end zone, which he's used to doing. Yeah, like we said, uh, there was, prior to the game, pretty good win coming out. So, you know, that may be one of the issues. But uh, I think, really, the defense has done a good job. Bartley Thomas ran him out of bounds. They're on a the return. So let's see if the defense can get off the field quick here. 3.57 remaining here in the opening quarter. The Panthers have a 14-0 lead. Raiders have it at the on the 29-yard line. They set up one wide to the left side, two now to the, the right side. They give up the middle, and that's going to be setting up there. That was a Luke England, and England will get it across the 30. 
And just about maybe back to the line of scrimmage, if that. And Galen Mitchell cleans up the tackle for the Panthers on the backside. You know, he's been playing a little bit of defense, man, as well as Connor Keyes. They, they, they switched their positions and moved some guys around last week against Eds. So you're seeing them coming in at a little bit of a different look for Elder's defense. Stankin at quarterback for the Ryle Raiders. One wide receiver to the left side. They set up, and that's Connor Lee. Two wide receivers to the right side. Looking, Stankin, crossing. He's stepping up at the 25, looking for some help. Throws it to the corner. It is incomplete, out of bounds, but there is a flag down. Now two flags down at the 35-yard line. I don't know if they're going to get Ben Dieters on uh, unnecessary after the play, but a face mask is possible as well. I think Dieters might have been a face mask who's trying to trying to bring him down late because he, he reached it's, it, to me I mean it's incidental he turns back to try to make the make a play on the ball the receiver does kind of gets in Dieter's way but the uh, officials are talking about the first flag which I think is going to be the one offensive pass interference and that's going to be on the Raiders and then a face mask on the Panthers it's offsetting penalties yeah, and that, and that last one on Dieters, I mean, I know it happened. I saw it up here as far as it went, but, you know, I kind of felt that it was incidental. The all, it was out of bounds. The offense guy kind of put himself in that spot. But nonetheless, it's still still penalty, still flag, offset. Let's try it again. Second down and nine. The ball at the 30-yard line for the Raiders. Panthers have a 14-0 lead, 3-12 remaining in the opening quarter. One wide receiver to the left side. Now two to the right. Shotgun for Stankin. Now looking to throw. He steps up at his 22-yard line. Now he's going to throw it across. An incomplete. That was intended for Kyle England, but uh, a little bit too far. Yeah, Seeger really prevent, made that ball have to go nice and high uh, on that play to get to England. There wasn't really much of a chance for him to get that football. The Riles quarterback is imploring his defense, his, his line, to give him some time, you know, let, let him sit back there a little bit. Snanken is not happy with that last play. Thought they could have got something. And normally Braden Lyons would be playing at quarterback, but he is out injured for the Raiders. So one wide receiver to the left and two to the right. Third and nine for Stankin at the 30-yard line for the Raiders. He steps back at his 20. Now the blitz comes. He runs to the 25. He's going to go out of bounds at the 28-yard line. And Seeger and company sounds like a a band fell. (laughs) And they got him out of bounds. It's uh, Tanner Purdue over there on a stop as well. Ends good pressure and just flushed him out of the pocket. So now you're going to see Rob go with their punting unit, and Dieters will be back to receive for the Panthers. Yeah, Dieters is back at his 35-yard line. The punter is number 94, Franklin Rogers. And Rogers will set up at his 15-yard line to punt this one away. As mentioned, Dieters to the right side at his 35-yard line from right to left. And now the kick is up. It's a high kick. And it's going to bounce at the 40, take a take a right Raider bounce to the 25, and out of bounds at the 23-yard line. So a good kick by Franklin Rogers, and the Panthers have to start it at the 23-yard line. Yeah, just nowhere to go for the Panthers to get that one or, or down forehand. One thing, though, that, that I'm sure the coaches saw, as well as everybody else watching right there, that was a, a slow get-off on that kick. I mean, I watching him in warm-ups, he can really kick that football, but that ball got back there slowly. It was a slow, you know, couple of steps before the kick. So let's see if next time maybe the Panthers might not send a guy or two and see if they can disrupt it. Setting up now with a first and 10 at the 25-yard line. 2.50 to go here in the opening quarter. Ramsey now at quarterback. 
setting up now with one wide to the left, looking to run it. And Ramsey does. He gets to about the 29-yard line, gain of four on first down for Drew Ramsey for the Panthers. 240 in counting. 14-0 the older Panthers with the lead. Last season, Cyclones' new head coach, Matt Thomas, had his team total the highest points of any Cyclones team in history. The Cyclones' aggressive and fast style of play will have you sitting on the edge of your seat. Season tickets or single-game tickets are on sale now. You can view the schedule at CyclonesHockey.com. Cyclones Hockey, it's more than just a game. Updating uh, another score, LaSalle uh, is leading St. Joe's 48 to nothing. That was a uh, final played earlier today. Sorry, that is a, a final score. Setting up now, it's uh, Catania across the 35, the 40, and he is out about the 45-yard line. So a first down for Joseph Catania as he had a good run that time. That run shows that dangerous outside speed that he has. If he gets there, I mean, he can really move, and that's what the Panthers like to see is not everything's got to be up the gut. They can get around the edge, spread the defense out. Ryle's still sticking to what they want to do. They really haven't changed much. they got their four guys up front coming, and then their linebackers, whether they're bringing two or three. So they're not giving up on that yet. First and ten for the Panthers at the 47-yard line, two wide to the right side. Shotgun for Luby. Setting up now, looking to throw to the right. Instead, he's going to run it to the left and runs it inside the 50 to the 46-yard line where he's hit there. And with a minute 55 to go here in the opening quarter, the Panthers will have a second down coming up, leading 14 to nothing in the first quarter. A few arm tackles there broken by Luby. Panthers pretty happy with what they've been doing offensively, but let's see if they maybe try to take a strike to Royer before this quarter's over. A minute 35 to go here in the opening quarter. Two wide to the right side. Setting up shotgun for Luby. He's looks up, says, gives it to Cooper Johnson now. Johnson gets to about the Raider 39-yard line on that carry by Joseph Catania. Updating his score. St. X leading Moeller 12-7. to uh, That is still in the first quarter. First and 10 for the Panthers at the 40. The give is to Cooper Johnson. Cooper Johnson at the 31. He is hit uh, pretty hard that time. The Raiders get him number 26, and that is Nathan Yoen. Panthers have a second and one at the 31 as they go hurry up here. And with a minute two, we've got a timeout on the field. We'll take a quick timeout. With a minute two, the Panthers leading at 14-0 on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth here at the pit at Elder High School. The Panthers have a 14-0 lead. Still in the first quarter, a minute two remaining. Ryle with their first visit to the pit. It's got to be, you know, I saw you trying to get everybody uh, their first time to the pit, making sure they know where to go, right? Yeah, it's been the first time in a while. 1994, Elder and Ryle did play, um, you know, so it's been one of those. It's, it's been a very long time, a lot, a lot of, you, know, you come to the pit if you haven't been there before, sometimes it's a little bit difficult to figure out where things are, but everybody's in and, and a good crowd tonight. Um, you know, considering the fact that everybody thought it was going to be incredibly hot. Once that sun went down, it's gotten very comfortable. Starting to feel like fall in the pit. Uh, it's a great feeling to have that. But let's see if the Panthers can punch one in here. Two wide receivers to the right side. Second and one from the 31. Shotgun formation. Cooper Johnson in the backfield to the right. Luby's going to call another set play. Moves Postal to the right side and wide. 
Now the give to Johnson. Johnson inside the 30 to the 29-yard line. A gain of two, but that should be enough for an Elder Panther first down. If you're feeling good and hungry, then you know it's Skyline time. There's no better West Side tradition than Skyline Chili. Before or after the game, or maybe even during the game, at Skyline Chili at Delhi Pike, Harrison Avenue, Dent, or Glenway Avenue, across from Pep Boys, it's Skyline time. 48 seconds remaining here in the first quarter. The Panthers have a 14-0 lead. Shotgun formation setting up Luby. Two wide to the right side. They go Ramsey now to make a third wide receiver to the right. And now looking left this time. Throwing to Royer. He's open at the 10. He catches it at the 5. There's a flag down. He's in the end zone. It might be pass interference. And it might be a touchdown anyway. That could be the third touchdown of the game for Joe Royer. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be be deep. Defensive pass interference. I mean, there was no doubt about that. Royer just reached over the top and caught that football. And no chance for the Ryle Raiders uh, on that one. So the Panthers will uh, get the pass interference. It'll be enforced on the uh, kickoff uh, is where it'll be. But that's another one to Royer. Simple. Uh, just go get those strikes, get get those touchdowns, force them to, force them to adjust. And they're being very, very stubborn right now. 31 seconds remaining. Royer's already got three touchdowns in the first quarter. Now the snap. Thamen to hold. Harmeyer to kick it up, and this one is good. So with that 31 seconds left in the first quarter, it's Elder 21. Ryle nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. One Harvey, Phil Bengal. It's been all Elder Panthers. They lead it 21-0. It's been the Luby to Royer show. Three touchdowns in the first quarter. And not bad. Five catches, 120 yards, and three touchdowns in the first quarter. Been simple. Uh, they, Elder knew coming into the game what Ryle was going to try to do them defensively and where Ryle's going to hang their hat. And so far, I mean, if I'm on that Ryle sideline, I'm hoping somebody's changing something or, I don't know, if things keep going this way, we're, we're going to see a running clock soon. Derek Carr back deep along. They set up with Corker. Harmeyer will be doing the kickoff this time. Heyman did not get the other two in the end zone, so they're going with Harmeyer this time. Updating Hamilton is now leading Oak Hills in the first quarter. 14 to nothing. This game is 21 nothing. Elder Panthers with 31 seconds to go in just the first quarter. As they're talking among the sidelines here. Well, they're trying to explain to Ryle that there was a pass interference on the touchdown. That penalty is, is going to be assessed on the kick because Elder didn't want it assessed on the extra point to move it up for a two-point conversion. And Ryle, but Ryle, though, I, I don't know. I don't know where the confusion is. I don't know either, but apparently there is some, and we will set up now, getting ready to kick this one off. They're still having a conversation on the Ryle sidelines. Hoding Realtors, they're proud to bring you Elder Panther football. The next time you're selling your home or looking for a new one, 
Call one of these elder grads and holding team members, Brian Baisley, Steve Florian, Rick Hoding, Doug Rolfus, Mike Rolfus, or Mike Wright. Call Hoding Realtors for all your real estate needs at 451-4800 or visit them on the web at Hoding.com. That's H-O-E-T-I-N-G. Now, Harmeyer will get a chance to kick off from the 45, and he just kicks it into the ground. It's fumbled about the 20 and 25, and that's where the Raiders will get it. But uh, recovered by number 25, Gabe Savage, for the Ryle Raiders. So for 21-0 Panthers here in the first quarter. And it's just been easy on the offense once they get things going. Ryle has been able to, to, to stymie the run attack at times for the Panthers, but still they just they have no answer for Joe Royer. Much, I mean, they're in good company. There are a lot of teams that uh, we will be uh, playing this year that are going to struggle with Joe Royer. And they'll set up again with Stanzik back at quarterback, at Stankin rather, at quarterback number four. He will set up shotgun formation, two wide receivers off to the left side, two to the right. A first and ten at the 21-yard line. And now going, waiting for a play from the sidelines and really taking a long time. And now will change the play at the line of scrimmage. Now he'll set up. He'll look. He'll go to the left side, and that's England. England across the 25. Steps off it. He's got some room to the 30. He's out to the 35. He pushes off to the 37-yard line. And a good gain on the play of 16 yards for Kyle England. Elder just able to force him out of bounds. Tommy Thamen eventually pushes him out. But England, I don't think anybody was really going to bring him down on that one. He, he knocked over a few guys and stiff-armed a couple. 21 seconds left first quarter 21-0 Panthers two wide receivers to the left and one to the right side shotgun uh, formation for Stankin he's got England in the backfield and now still taking his time to try to get the play in and again Stankin is not normally uh, in these games as they uh, have uh, Braden Lyons who's hurt Setting up now to the right side is, is uh, England. England 35. He's out to the 43-yard line. But there's a flag down back at the 36-yard line. This might be coming back, and it is. Jim Collins Auto Body approaching their 50th year in the business, and they've achieved this milestone by providing reliable service you can trust. Turning your car back into your pride and joy is what you can expect from Jim Collins Auto Body, a proud sponsor of Elder Football. 15 seconds left in this uh, long first quarter, Phil. It's 21-0 Panthers, though. Yeah, and it seems like it should have gone a lot quicker with the way the Panthers are scoring, but there has been a lot of time, a lot of penalties, balls going out of bounds, you know, things like that. So we had, had some stoppages, but the clock will roll here, and I think that's probably going to be the final play of the quarter, but we'll see. That will probably be. Let's see. They're going to try it with five seconds. They've got two wide receivers to the left side, one to the right, the clock with two seconds, and I don't think they're going to get this one off. So we have hit the end of quarter number one here at the pit. It's the Elder Panthers 21, the Ryle Raiders nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Owning Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800 or on the web at Hoding.com. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. 
They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too, 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita Broadcast booth. One Harvey, Phil Bengal, back here at the pit. We're starting quarter number two. It'll be a first and 20 from the 26-yard line for the Raiders. And they will look to set up with two wide receivers to the right side and two to the left. We'll start off with a 21-0 Elder Panther lead. We just had the family of... Dominic Bonavita, Dominic Bonavita night at the pit. We're out, we're out on the field. You know, they got T-shirts made up and everything. You know, we've talked about Dominic before, and and it's just a great opportunity to get to honor him tonight uh, in between the quarters. And we will have uh, Elder Principal Kurt Ruffey, and we will talk to him in a moment with two wide receivers to the right side for Ryle. They set up with two to the left, and now another stoppage of play as we get a little movement, and this time it's going to be on the Panthers. Set it up here, and they'll move the football up a little bit here uh, to start the second quarter. A lot of mistakes, a lot of stuff going on here yeah. in the in this uh, first half. Twenty-one nothing Panthers. Get up with two wide receivers to the to the left side, and now two to the right side. Shotgun formation setting up, and now looking is Sankin in the backfield. He's got England behind him, and they are just taking way too much time. Really, not in any kinds of hurry, Phil. <laughs> Too wide again to the right. Stankin calling out plays. He's trying to set this one up with a first and 15, and now we get too much time. And let's just bring in Kurt right now, because, Kurt, you know, maybe you could help us here with this, uh, with uh, the way Ryle's holding up uh, time here. So we're joined by Kurt Ruffing, a principal of Elder High School. What is going on at Elder? All kinds of stuff. Um, we are approaching our 100th anniversary, so this year is our 98th year. And with the 100th anniversary, we have a capital campaign going on. And uh, Yeah, we'll get back in a second. Sorry, Kurt. First no and problem. 20 at the 26. They set up now. Stankin's going to throw it down the field and throws it. It is. Oh, did he catch it? Now they're uh, it's out of bounds. Out of bounds. They throw a flag down anyway. But that was pretty. That was a pretty good catch you, of it. Pass interference on the Panthers here. Pass interference on the Panthers. So we'll set up uh, with a lot of mistakes here to start this second quarter with 11.56 remaining. It is Elder on top, 21 to nothing. As we wait to see where they're going to mark the football. And, yep, you're right, Phil. It is pass interference on the Panthers. So they'll set up at the 40-yard line with a first, actually the 41, first and 10 for Ryle. Two wide receivers to the right, two to the left side. Stankin quarterback. He's got England in the backfield. From right to left they go. And now still trying to get a playoff. Taking every bit of the time here. Clock is not started yet with 11.56. Now the snap, they give to England. England across around the 40-yard line, but he's picked up, and it's Sandus and company on the tackle at the 39-yard line. Now, Kurt, sorry, you were talking a little bit about the capital program, and you were rudely interrupted. No, no, no problem. <laughs> um, so we have a capital campaign that we started in June for our 100th anniversary. The goal is $10 million, and uh, four and a half of that is earmarked for endowment and academics. Okay, we set up a second and six at the 40 for the Raiders. 
The shotgun is Sands. It gives to England. England across the 40. He's going to be outside to the 45, and he gets tackled about the 47-yard line. A gain of seven. That's going to be enough for a Ryle first down. So England doing a good job on that that carry. Kirk, continue a little bit. So you said $10 million. $10 million goal, four and a half towards academics and endowment, which is for tuition assistance. The other five and a half million for facility upgrades. And that's uh, first and 10 now at the 48-yard line for the Raiders. Two wide receivers to the right side. And now, again, England going to get the carry. And he's stacked up at the line of scrimmage, really back at about the 47-yard line. Connor Keyes and company. So more, more stuff going on. You've got uh, improvements around the school, the Donahue Center, the gym, all of that good stuff. Right. I can touch on that yeah. maybe after this play. After one second. Second and 11 at the 47 as they go quicker here with two wide to the right, two to the left side. They go England in the backfield and now looking to set up here with Stankin. Again calling out the play at the line of scrimmage. And now they give to England. England across the 45. He's to the 50. We've got a flag down. Looks like a holding call that's probably coming back at about the 47-yard line. So referees will get into that. And why don't we talk a little bit about Yeah. So the $5.5 million for facilities, uh, part of that is the Panther Fitness Center that we just built. We need to finish the second floor. So money will go towards that. Uh, the Donahoe Center where the waiting room used to be, that will be a uh, – the spirit store, so that'll about quadruple in size and meeting space. Uh, the gym, the old old gym, if you want to refer to it that, uh, the wrestling volleyball gym, that's going to have a renovation uh, this coming summer. Uh, the Shaper Center will be renovated this coming summer. The Grotto will be renovated this coming summer. And all furniture in the classroom, students' desks, teachers' desks will all be replaced. By Fantastic. The and the, the campus just looks better and better. That's our goal. It's 100 years, so uh, we got to do it right. Absolutely. We'll come back to you in a second here with a second and 21 for the Raiders on the holding penalty. Two wide receivers to the right side, and now we get another flag down. This has just been a, a timeout. Oh, they're going to get a timeout. Yeah, we'll keep timeout. it here, and we'll talk a little bit more to, to Kurt as he's talking about just all the good stuff that's going on in, in Elder and, and, of course, the, the loyalty and the support. I'm always amazed at all the people that come back to Elder after. I mean, Kyle Rudolph, of course, given uh, you know, a big donation here, but just everybody seems to want to come back. Yeah, it's it's a special place. You know, everywhere we go, uh, people talk about Elder High School, you know, that we've got something special going on here. Again, we're in our 98th year and um, we've got a, an alumni base, and not just our alumni, the friends of Elder. Guys, ladies who didn't attend Elder just love what's going on here. It's a, it's a special feeling. Um, and, we, you know, my goal is to keep that going for another 100 years. So we have to upgrade the facilities. Our academics were improving. Um, I'd mentioned the endowment program. We have a very healthy endowment program, but we have to build it. So, yeah, and that's for getting donations. And how can people, if they want to donate, how can they do that? So that's for the uh, the capital campaign. Yeah. Okay, we'll get back to you in a second. A second down at 21 at the 37-yard line. Two wide receivers to the left side and one to the right. England now it's going to be reverse back, and it's a flea flicker. Stay down the field. Throwing. It is, is complete to the 22-yard line. And that was number 17, Jackson McGinnis, after the flea flicker. So the Raiders get a nice play down to the Elder Panther. They're going to mark him at the 18-yard line. And Keegan Stakin with two wide receivers to the right and one to the left. 
We'll set up with England in the backfield. Now the pitch to give to England. England's going to get to around the 20-yard line, a gain of two. But a uh, little movement here by the Royal Raiders. 21-0 Panthers. We've got 9-18 to play here in the second quarter. We're joined by Elder Principal uh, Kurt Ruffing, and he's talking a little bit about, again, about donations and how the capital uh, campaign, and we'll get back to that in a second as they go quickly here with a second and eight at the 20-yard line. Two wide to the left, two to the right. Shotgun formation and setting up and now looking to the sidelines now and looking for a play, and now we'll set it up again. Not normally his, uh, he's usually the backup quarterback, and he sets up now. Looking to throw, he throws, it is, let's see, incomplete, they're going to say, at the 12-yard line. Intended for the the tight end, and that was uh, number 84, William Mason, number 84. So uh, incomplete there. They'll set up with a third and eight at the 20-yard line. Panthers have a 21-0 lead, 8.46 remaining here in the second quarter. And we've got one wide to the right side, two now to the left. Shotgun situation again for Stankin. He's got England in the backfield. And now a fumble, and he's going to have to take it back to the 27-yard line. And again, joined by Kyle Ruffin. Again, sorry, uh, a lot of stuff going on in this one, but a lot of stuff going on at Elder, so we want to get all that in too. Absolutely. So as far as donating to the capital campaign, Right now we're in what you would call the, the uh, silent phase. Eventually we'll get to the public phase where uh, we'll invite people to uh, contribute to the campaign. Well, that's good. and uh, certainly going to need that. And they're going to try a 44-yard field goal here on a 4th and 15 at the 27-yard line. It is Franklin Rogers will set up. And now the kick. It's from the right side hash. It's short. And that is no good from from 27 yards out. And we'll finish up here uh, with 8.01 to play. We'll, we won't take a timeout. We'll uh, do that. But we want to finish up with Kurt. And yeah. I, again, this is uh, good stuff, what's happening at Elder. And, again, talking about right now not needing the donation. But later on, you'll when, when will that happen? How so much longer? That will be the, the public phase will be in about a year. Okay. Uh, but we have the annual fund every year. And that goes directly towards tuition assistance. So that is very important as well. We need people to contribute to that annual fund so students, prospective students, can't come to Elder. And what about, speaking of prospective students, you know, how, how is that program going? It's going well. We have a new admissions director who is his second year, but he's doing a fantastic job. We'll set up the Panthers due at a first and ten at their own 20-yard line after the missed field goal. Luby shotgun stepping up. And now he's going to pitch it outside. He gets it across to Catania, 25. He's to the 30. And he spins to the 34-yard line on a first down there with 7.50 to play here in the second quarter. 21-0 Elder Panthers. So, so Brian Hiles is our admissions director. Uh, we're hoping for a class size of just over 200 for, uh, for next year. So everything's uh, very optimistic. And, again, Brian and uh, Joe Peeper, they do an outstanding job. Well, Kurt Ruffing, thanks so much. As always, we appreciate what you do here at Elder, and we will uh, talk to you soon, I'm sure. Well, thank you. That's it. That's Kurt Ruffing, Elder Principal. Two wide receivers off to the left side. A first down and 10 at the 34-yard line for the Panthers. We set up. It's going to be Ramsey across the 35 to the 40, speeding out to the 45. He gets to almost right around midfield, a gain of 16 for Drew Ramsey. Yeah, and just to go back uh, on that last 
you know, the big play that Elder obviously fell for, the flea flicker. I mean, a lot of guys out of position, but defensively they were able to then hold him to that field goal, which is very important to get this drive going. Ramsey now going to keep it, and across the 45, he's into Ryle territory at the 42-yard line. And a gain of about seven on that one. So good job by Drew Ramsey getting a lot more. We uh, Ramsey got to take a couple of plays off, got hit pretty hard, but came out and seems to be fine. Yeah, it seemed to me like he got a kind of probably a, a, a little bit of a bruise on his thigh, uh, you know, but it was able outside. He ran with, with uh, doctors and moved and looked pretty good. Now he looks like he's kind of back to his, his normal self. Second and one from the 42-yard line. Luby now the give to Cooper Johnson, 30. He's outside. He gets to about the 26-yard line, a gain of 16 for Cooper Johnson. Man, I feel bad. I feel, I feel bad. One of the referees just keeps getting hit. Back-to-back plays getting knocked down uh, right in the middle of the field. We do have one score update. Moeller is up on uh, St. X 21-12 right now. Wow. That's a shot. First and 10 at the 27. Cooper Johnson, he's going to get across the 25 to the 24-yard line. A gain of three on that. Also another score, Colerain and Middletown, they are tied at seven in the yeah. first quarter. So a lot, lot of action. We'll, of course, catch you up with that as usual at halftime. You know, the Panthers are right now after Ryle just took their time trying to call plays in and changes up the line. I mean, it looked like they were trying to do signals like an NFL team and, and to really not much change in the plays of the sets. So Elder's trying to get something now that they got the football back. So Ramsey and a quarterback. Luby to the right. He's going to go in motion. And now the fake, and Ramsey's going to keep it inside to the 20, and he gets to about the 17-yard line. So Ramsey with 5.48 remaining here in the second quarter. Panthers have a 21-0 lead, and they are into Raider territory pretty well. That's fun on that play. You got Luke, you got Jacob James, Luke Kinner on the left side of the line. So Ramsey's going to come and follow that on that on that side. But you're also going to pull Carter Smith and bring Carter Smith over. So Carter Smith's running. So, so Drew Ramsey had a lot to run behind on that one. Third down and one. The ball spotted at the 18. Cooper Johnson in the backfield with Luby. Too wide to the left side. Shotgun snap now coming, and Luby takes it, gives it to Cooper Johnson. Johnson gets inside the 15, too close to the 10-yard line. A first down for the Panthers. It's going to be just outside the 10, so it'll be first down at the 11-yard line. First and 10 for the Panthers are going to actually mark him at the 12-yard line. And Elder just keeps grinding this drive. I mean, this has just been on the ground. Try to wear him down up front, get that defense tired again, and then, you know, eventually here probably go back to the defensive back who fell asleep and is covering Joe Royer. Two wide receivers to the left side. Shotgun first and 10 at the 12-yard line of Ryle Elder does. And now a give to Cooper Johnson. Johnson spins inside, inside the 10 to about the 6-yard line. A gain of 6 on first down. It's been a lot of spinning for all of the running backs in this game. A lot of arm tackles from the Raiders. Not a lot of really coming through and making tackles. But the thing I saw in that one, I made a little noise there. I apologize. But... Royer lined up on the left side. Nobody came out to cover him. The guy who shifted out, a linebacker. A linebacker shifted out, and I don't think Elder saw it in time, but Royer, I mean, he he could have ran circles around that guy. They mark it second and four. They're going to spot it outside by the eight-yard line, two wide to the right, including Royer. He's in the inside. 
Postal to the right side. Catania in the backfield to the right side. And now the look to the right, the pitch to Catania. Inside the 10 to the 5. Trying for the 6, but he gets to about the 1-yard line before he's out of bounds after a gain of 7. It'll be first and goal for the Panthers coming up. I don't mark it dead. Clock will stop at the four minute, 4 minutes here. So the Panthers are going to have plenty of opportunity to get the ball in, but the way this drive has been going, just run after run after run. You know, Catania's got 60 yards. Cooper Johnson's got 45. I mean, they're just pounding this football. I think this is going to be a pretty quick one. They'll set up a first and goal outside the one-yard line. Panthers will have two wide to the right. Cooper Johnson is in the backfield. Luby setting up the play here. They go Larkin in motion to the right. Now setting up. The give to Cooper Johnson. Spins, falls into the end zone. Let's see. It's a touchdown for Cooper Johnson. And the Panthers have a 27-0 lead pending this extra point. Yeah, just like we said, you know, the yardage, being able to just push through all the way down the field, left that one one yard to gain, not something that was going to be in question. You know, so the Panthers went on a 10-10 play, 80-yard drive. That's not bad, Phil. Ten plays, 80 yards, and they, they get the touchdown. And now Harmeyer will look to add the extra point. Thamen to hold. The kick is up, and this one is good. So with 3.57 remaining in quarter, number two, it's the Elder Panthers 28. The Ryle Raiders nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Did you know that almost 3.5 million young people will suffer a sports medicine-related injury this year? And 50% of those injuries are considered overuse injuries from focusing too much on one activity? Remember, a long-term healthy lifestyle begins when we're young. If your youngster is limping, has swelling, or is complaining of pain, we can help get them back in the game safely. Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. Nine nine. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. It's been all Elder Panthers. Joe Royer, three touchdowns, one of 22, 25, and 29. Cooper Johnson, the latest, a one-yard touchdown run, and it's 28 nothing Elder Panthers. The one bright spot for the Raiders, they did have about a, a 40-yard completion on the flea flicker, but that has been it for the Raiders. And we'll set up Connor Amon is back to try to kick this one off. As Carr will be back deep along with Corker for Ryle. From left to right, Connor Amon. He usually gets these in the back of the end zone. We'll see on this one. This one is going to be a little... It's going to, this one's going to be in the end zone. So it goes out of the end zone. And the Raiders will have a first down and 10 at the 20-yard line. And they have a long way to go here. 28 nothing. Well, let's see what their offense does again. I mean, I know they got that flea flicker, but... Really, Elder got confused on a coverage. So they're not going to fool him again on it. Other than that, England's kind of running with some purpose for them. But I don't know. I'm not buying into this little dog and pony show of them all of a sudden trying to change all these calls at the line of scrimmage. I mean, I don't know what they're truly changing. There's nobody really setting or moving on the lines. No one's really paying attention. So I don't know if this is just window dressing to try to get the Panthers to think it. But... It's a first and ten for the Raiders at the 20-yard line. 3.57 remaining in the in the opening half. One wide to the right side, now two to the left. And now the give to England. England's going to go outside, but he's tackled this time at the 22-yard line. And it's Sanders again. And Sanders came in with 32 tackles, Phil, in this in this season. Yeah, it came right down the line of scrimmage. Uh, it made that one there. So, you know, 
Colton Sanderson has been Mr. Reliable uh, up there for the Panthers. More solo tackles than assist tackles as well. Second and 12 from the 18 after a loss of two. Three and a half left here in the second quarter. Again, looking to the sidelines is the quarterback, Keegan Stankin. Stankin stands at six foot one. Two wide receivers off to the right side, and now one, two to the left. Throwing from right to left. Stankin looking, stepping up, and he's got a little time. Throws, in, it is incomplete. He wound up getting some rush from behind, and that time Jonathan Paff on the coverage, too. Good pressure. Connor Keyes, a couple other guys, and Jonathan Paff finally, you know, at the end of the play, kind of tackling him on the spot, making him drop that football. But Riles' offense, I. If I, uh, I keep running England. England seems to have some success. I know Sanders brought him down, but he's really the only one I feel like who's running with a purpose. Third and 12 from the 18-yard line. 3.09 remaining in the second quarter. Three wide now to the right side. Make that four and one to the left. Empty backfield now for the quarterback. Stankin looking to throw down the field, and it is almost intercepted. It was incomplete and almost intercepted that time for the Panthers. They were looking for England. Yeah, Sabato almost had that one. Yeah, and that one was, I mean, that was a dirt. England wasn't even finished with his route before that ball, actually, before Sabato tried to make a play on it. So we're going to have Dieters back here for the kick. Let's see if he can get underneath one. He really got to work on last time. You know, they had a gunner get downfield, so hopefully the Panthers can tie him up so Dieters can go make a play. Franklin Rogers, who missed the earlier 44-yard field goal, was just a little short. He will go back to punt at his own four. Dieters at the 48-yard line for the Panthers on the left side. And now the kick, it's going to be right to Dieters at about the 40 side. He fumbles it, but he falls on it. Let's see. It's going to be Elder Panther football as uh, Dieters did get back up on it. So the Panthers will have it at the 48-yard line of Ryle at the 49-yard line is where they'll have it. Yeah, that was an end-over-end kick. Last time he kicked that ball side of his foot, perfect spiral. This one end-over-end, and I think it was coming in a little bit lower than Dieters expected. So it just kind of went right through, uh, but able to fall on it. Panthers, good field position here, two 56, three timeouts. I think they'll punch it in before the end of the half, before the end of the half. And that would be good. They're leading at 28 to nothing so far. Two wide receivers for the Panthers to the right side. Catania also lining up as a wide receiver this time. And now they'll go in motion with Vollmer. They've Ramsey to the left side. And now look, Luby's going to pitch it to Vollmer. Vollmer inside the 45 and the 43. A little shovel pass to the 43-yard line. And Vollmer, that's been a successful play this season. Got some options on that. Uh, between Ramsey and Vollmer just gives Luby a little bit of play, which is nice. May keep the defense honest up front. So let's see how the Panthers handle this once we get to the two-minute mark. Because remember, at the end of the first quarter, they went quick no huddle, and then that's when they got another Joe Royer touchdown. Second and five from the 44, they'll mark it. Two wide to the right side, including Royer. He's got Postal. He's trying to push Postal to the right and setting up now. Here's Luby, the throw. He's got Ramsey. Ramsey across the 45, and he's going to be to the 41-yard line of Ryle with 2.14 remaining. That's Ryan Plant who makes the tackle for the Raiders. Just got off his block. Postal trying to get downfield. Not able to really turn his shoulders so you could get a big pickup. So Panthers nearing that two-minute mark. So let's see once they get this first down if they're going to go back like they were last time, just real hot and heavy, and see if they can catch Ryle off guard or if they'll milk it and use those three timeouts. Third and two from the 41. Two wide receivers to the left. 
Shotgun. Luby goes in motion. Now Ramsey is the quarterback. And now Ramsey's going to run it. Ramsey steps and falls down at the 41-yard line. So it'll be fourth down coming up. And Elder will go for this, but they got to get this one in quick. That last play took them a while. So let's see if Coach Ramsey will probably run a play rather than use a timeout here. 122 and counting here in the second quarter. Coming up at halftime, the best halftime show in the business, the Coal Banker West Show Halftime Report with Mark Bengal, Steve Bengal, and the legendary Tom Kennedy as well. One wide receiver, make that two to the right, and now two to the left side. Ramsey now makes it three to the left side. Empty backfield now for Luby, looking, rolling, and now he's going to throw it down the right side, looking, throwing, and it's complete to Royer at the five to the two-yard line. What a reception down for 39 yards to Joe Royer. It just keeps getting better for Royer tonight. Pressure breaking through the line. I think it was Dylan Tallman for the Raiders, unblocked, like talking, talking this week with the coaching staff, how they like to send blitzes. Sometimes they're hard to pick up, but then Luby able to avoid it and just throws it down the field to let Royer go make a play and I mean, he just jumped over the guy and grabbed the ball that was, that was amazing and now they're going to set up with a first down and goal at the two yard line Luby shotgun now looking with Catania to his right side and now the give to Catania Catania spins tries to get in that time he does not get in it's going to be about the one yard line with 28 seconds tonight's game is brought to you by Financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner with Morgan Stanley, and is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Just 28 seconds left. The Panthers have a 28-0 lead, as mentioned. The call of Banker West Shell Halftime Report coming up with the guys. Yeah, and Elder... You know, there's they, times they, they've been slow on offense because Ryle is, is really taking things away. But the last drive, we saw them go all run heavy. This one, you know, trying to go quick. They throw the ball downfield, get Catania, try to get him into the end zone. So let's see, you know, Panthers are going to line up. Postal on the left, Royer on the left side. Let's see if they get Royer in single coverage, just throwing the ball up. He's going to have a little linebacker on him and just throw him the ball up right now. The guy's five foot, five foot seven. Second and goal, they do. They throw it inside, and it's complete to Royer for the touchdown. Fourth touchdown of the first half for Joe Royer. That time, only three yards needed. That's all he needed, and he got the touchdown. Uh, I mean, that, that, one, that one there, that was that was easy. You get the linebacker moving out on him. Uh, they got him listed as a safety, but the way they don't play with, with a safety, he's up and in coverage, and, and I mean, that, that was an easy one. Great, great job by Royer too. He now let's let's just give got to give Joe Royer a lot of credit. He is making some very good catches. Uh, I mean, there are some tough balls that are, he's pulling away from these guys, but he is still making those catches. And Thayman holds the Harmeyer kick. It is up and good. So with 24 seconds before halftime, it's Elder 35, the Ryle Raiders nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. 
Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. It's been all elder Panthers, or really should we say Joe Royer. He's got a 22-yard, a 25-yard, a 29-yard, and a 2-yard touchdown catch in the first half. He has got seven catches, 161 yards, four touchdowns, his longest of 39. It's just been a... A, a tremendous show for him. And, of course, Matthew Luby, which we'll get into that at halftime with the guys. But it's uh, 24 ticks of the clock left here in the opening half. And Connor Amon will look to kick this one off at the 40-yard line. And he kicks this one high and into the end zone and back out of the end zone. So Ryle will get to run a play here, but 35 nothing. Elder Panthers, they scored 21 in the first quarter, 14 here in quarter number two. Yeah, it, it, like we said, Ryle is just being very stubborn on defense. They're not going to double cover Royer at any point. Luckily for them, I don't think they're going to have to worry about, worry about Joe Royer very much longer in this football game. But, you know, it's if you're going to stick with something, which is perfectly fine to stick with it, but if you're just getting burned on it over and over again, it might be time to, you know, go back to the drawing board. Stankin at quarterback, first and 10 at the 20-yard line for the Raiders. Two wide receivers off to the right, two to the left side. England in the backfield for Ryle. And now the give to, to England. England across the 20, and he gets uh, tackled by about six elder Panthers. And Connor Keyes was one of them. A couple others as well, including Sanders. And uh, that could be the last play of the first half, and Ryle's going to have to go to the dressing room with this one, a 35-0 lead for the Elder Panthers. The Cole Banker Westshell Halftime Report is coming up next with the score, the Elder Panthers 35, the Ryle Raiders nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. Take care for Joseph Toyota Clarence event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy a Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. josephtoyota.com. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand. From comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program. And we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. When you're in an auto accident and your insurance company insists you take your car to a cheap, no-name facility, do you think they're looking out for you or for them? It is your right to take your car to the place of your choice, so demand Jim Collins Auto Body. Accidents happen, and Jim Collins understands you want your vehicle back to pre-accident condition with no excuses. For over 40 years, Jim Collins' attention to detail, his commitment to quality, and a job that's always guaranteed has given his customers peace of mind. Jim Collins Auto Body on Glenway Avenue near Best Buy, 922-6336. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace, and they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574 
5740061. Wardway Fuels, 5740061. This is Father Benedict Kinsler, the pastor of Our Lady of Victory in Delhi. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time for the Coldwell Banker West Show Realty Halftime Report. Now, let's go back and break down all the first-half action and get you updated on other scores in the area. Once again, here's Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengal. And welcome back to the Pitted Elder High School. It is halftime here. The Elder Panther Band is out there performing for us all. And on the scoreboard, Elder up 35 to nothing over the Ryle Raiders. Uh, Ryle coming into this game 3-2. and two. And, uh, guys, uh, it's been a, uh, a, a, you know, a methodical, a, methodical, very uh, calculating game and, and uh it, 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 well, this game is going to go quick in the second half unless Ryle can get something on the board here. Uh, the running clock is going to take over. We might need to be in our cars to La Rosa's here real, real fast. But uh, uh, unbelievable stats uh, for the Elder Panthers and not so much for Ryle. You're right. And, and Mark and Steve, I just looked at uh, uh, the uh, all-time records. And Joe Royer with that fourth touchdown reception in the first half ties the record for the most touchdowns receptions in a game with four. Uh, he ties Nick Hall, who did it against Moeller October 9th of 2015. Uh, Josh Jones against Lakewood St. Ed's on September 20th of 08. Johnny Miller versus Moeller. I guess it was John Miller versus Moeller on uh, October 30th of 1992. And who can forget George Fay versus Hamilton Public September 19th of 1958. So pretty good company for Joe Royer. Yeah, it, it's just been an, an incredible uh, game. And, and Joe Royer creates unbelievable matchup problems, but Ryle is not a big, tall team. And the, we were talking out on the field. We go down and watch the game at field level, and he easily has a foot, foot and uh, inch or two over his defender. And Luby's being smart, just lobbing it up uh, where the defenders can't get it. And Royer, Steve, you know it well, is a heck of a basketball player as well. He's got those basketball hands, brings that ball right in. He is. He's, he, he, he mixes it up on the basketball court, plays tough underneath. And basically, that's what you're seeing here tonight. He, he's. Uh, Basically screening off his man, boxing his man out, getting there, and uh, just getting, going up and getting the ball, using those his hands. It's, he's just doing a wonderful game. He's, you know, he's the man tonight. And Phil has mentioned the whole first half that Ryle was so somewhat stubborn on not changing the defense against Rora. So they were they were having single coverage with the safety, and and Doug and his offensive staff saw that and just basically throwing jump balls to Joe Royer down the middle of the field, and there he is uh, tying the uh, all-time season uh, reception with four t- uh, four touchdowns uh, in one game. This is a very, very important game for uh, Elder, uh, and the uh, the Ryle Raiders are 3-2. and two. They're going to probably rack up quite a few more wins uh, before this season is over. Of course, they are one week ahead of the Ohio uh, games. They play uh, Scott County next week, who are 1-0 one, one going into this week. They don't play a whole lot of games. If, uh, Campbell County, Dixie Heights, and finish off with Simon Kenton. So they have a chance to, to run the table the rest of the season. Yeah, so this is an important Harbin 
a point game for Elder. And, of course, Doug talked about that in the pregame interview with Lenny Harvey. And, and uh, uh, Tom, we're, we're going to be talking with our Joe Harbin at, at the end of the game out at La Rosa's uh, kind of going through different scenarios and what how the season's looking so far for Elder and, and some of the other teams and of course uh, uh, one interesting game we're keeping an eye on Steve is out uh, over at U- University of Cincinnati Muller and St. X over there kind of a uh, surprising score here nearing the half uh, Muller, uh, it looks like they still have the lead. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what went on in that game, but I, I'm following different posts on, on different uh, websites, and I was just looking at one. And uh, after Muller scored to make it 24 to 12, the, the, the poster just said Muller will not score another point in this game. So I don't know if X is making some defensive adjustments or if it's just uh, a bomber pride going out there. But uh, uh, the. the, the it was 21-12 for a while there. Then it went to 24-12. Right now at the half, it's 24-19. Moeller over X to X, working their way back into this game. And uh, it's going to be a long second half. Lots can happen. And we know that well. And, of course, St. X will be uh, hosting Elder next week. Elder will be traveling out North Bend Road, and we'll be uh, out there as well. And, of course, next week we will, like we normally do, uh, have our post-game show out at La Rosa's, even though it's on the road, as you're heading back from the, the uh, Bomber Stadium. Join, uh, join us at La Rosa's for a little slice of pizza and a little fun Try that as new well. Sicilian number I'll there. I'll tell you what, I got that on my mind. I, yeah, so. You and me both. All right, well, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Steve's going to run down all the scores, and we'll look at uh, the stats and the the keys of the second half and all that. But let's get this uh, break out of the way. You're listening to the Prep Sports Radio Network once again at halftime. It's Elder 35, Ryle Nothing. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too, 513-353-2230, or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Sig here for Joseph Toyota Clearance Event, $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy a Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. JosephToyota.com. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. We're proud to support elder football and just as proud to provide outstanding orthopedic care to all Panther athletes and their friends and families throughout the West Side. If you have an injury, we can help. For your sports medicine needs from the simple to the complex, we're at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. This is Deacon Michael Trimpey from St. Peter and James Cathedral. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. 
And we're back at the pit at Elder High School, where Elder is ahead of Ryle, 35 to nothing at the half. But let's see uh, if we can't get you all caught up on some other scores in the area. And let's go over to the scoreboard with Steve Bangle. All right, we got one score out of the Cincinnati Hills League. It's uh, Wyoming seven, Marymount nothing. Marymount's not won this game in uh, a number of years, and hopefully at home they're, they're looking to, to win. In the Eastern Cincinnati Conference action, it's uh, Kings over Turpin, 17 to 14. West Claremont. 10, Walnut Hills nothing, Anderson over Withrow 14 to 6, Greater Miami Conference action, Colerain 14, Middletown 7, Fairfield 13, Lakota West 7, Mason over Sycamore 7 to nothing, Hamilton 14, Oak Hills zip, uh, Lakota East 21, Princeton 7, Miami Valley Conference action, it's New Miami 26, Clark Montessori 6, Southwest Ohio Conference, Edgewood over Harrison 10 to nothing, Mount Healthy down to Ross 14 to 6, Little Miami 13, Talawan to nothing, and uh, non-conference action, Baden over former league uh, uh, member uh, Purcell Marion, Baden 13 to nothing. Goshen 14, Blanchester nothing. Bishop Hartley and Clinton Massey are nodded at 7. John Kirtley, if you're out there, Canfield Cardinals 14, Alliance 3. Hillsboro down to Claremont Northeastern 13 to nothing. LaSalle with a final wins over uh, St. Joseph out of Buffalo, New York 48 to nothing. So they travel up there, uh, put a shellacking on it. Now they're over looking at the falls or something up there in beautiful Buffalo, Niagara Falls region. Roger Bacon 7, McNick nothing. New Richmond 21, Norwood 0. Elder, the game you're listing here, 35. Lyle Raiders nothing. Moeller and uh, St. X 20. 4 to 19, Bowler at or near the half. It's Miami Trace 21, Western Brown 6, Dayton Christian 20, uh, Williamsburg nothing, Williams Wilmington 14, Washington Courthouse 7, and we only have one score from south of the river. Newport Central Catholic teeing up against Newport tonight, and right now the Central Catholic is ahead 7 to nothing. And those are all the scores we have. We'll be bringing you. Uh, those scores and more at the at the the roses tonight at the uh, on our wonderful award-winning game night show. All right. Well, I'm going to switch over to Tom Kennedy. In front of him is the computer with the stats. One thing, even with my bad eyes, I don't have my glasses on. I saw uh, Michael Luby with nine for nine. Are my eyes yeah. seeing right? Yeah, they're <laughs> my- Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well, let's go in down the stats here and uh, put some numbers behind that. Okay, good. So, Elder, total first half, total yards 333. They have three times as many yards as, as does Ryle. Uh, and it's evenly distributed. Passing yards 169, rushing yards 164. Uh, Elder is three for three in the red zone. No surprise there. All to Joe Royer. The time of possession, you'd think it'd be even better than this, but Elder held the ball for 13 minutes and 30 seconds and Ryle for 10 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, let's get into specifics. Uh, Matthew Luby, Mark, like you said, 9 for 9, 
for 169 yards, four touchdowns. And how about this for a computer for a quarterback rating, 404. That sounds pretty pretty good, Tom. The rushers, uh, Joe uh, Catania, seven attempts for 67 yards, just under averaging under 10 yards a carry. Uh, Cooper Johnson, eight carries for 46 yards. Drew Ramsey, seven carries for 41 yards. And Matthew Luby. And it's nice to see Drew Ramsey back out there. He got his bell rung at one time and kind of slowly went off the field, got back and got in there and didn't look like he lost a step. And Matthew Luby, two carries for 10 yards. Uh, the receiver, it's the Joe Royer story. Uh, seven receptions for 161 yards, four touchdowns, and uh, average 23 yards a catch. Uh, Evan Vollmer, one catch for five yards, and Drew Ramsey, one catch for three yards. So, guys, like I said earlier, uh, Joe Royer. Um, tied the record for the most touchdown receptions in a game at four and i'm guessing doug and his staff are just going to let him share that uh that accomplishment i don't expect to see him or any of the starters uh here in the second half ahead 35 to nothing yeah steve and tom that's one thing that doug ramsey going into the second half he's got the running clock now if he can maintain that you're going to see a lot of players get some playing time he's not one to try to run scores up he prides himself on getting every player in there he you know he knows that they work hard and uh, it's a little bit more complicated now with the running clock but uh it'll be like changing lines in hockey which you're so familiar with mark yeah well let's talk about the second half here obviously elder wants to uh just put this thing, get this thing over with as quick as they can, and I'm sure perhaps Ryle would like to work on some things as well. They have a lot of uh, a lot of football left, and, and like you said in the pregame show, Steve, this game is one of those. Okay, they they in, in Northern Kentucky, they all get into the playoffs, so they're all going to in district play, and and so they want to get better, they want to improve, and they're going to work on things uh, and improve things. So if you're Ryle's coach, I'm sure that's what you're talking about right now. For Ryle, the, the, their starter, uh, Braden Lyons, uh, was hurt, injured, was unable to go tonight. So they went with uh, Keegan Stink and number four, who uh, is actually listed on the charts as a wide receiver. But he only thrown the ball nine times coming into this game. So they're going to have to rely on his arm if they want to get back into this game. If the, you know, their they're, uh, big man, uh, Kyle England, who's kind of their workhorse on offense, three yards in a cloud of dust is not going to bring you back from a 35 nothing score no matter you know how hard or how much you try elder's just going to keep on dropping back and not going to let him go end zone so they're going to have to uh, get the keegan stankin to, to air the ball out get it up there and, and uh with risk with, with you know there's reward and uh, you know the bad thing is interception so it's going to be an interesting second half to see what they can do. Uh, their keys to the game, they got Elder gets the ball first. They need to get a defensive stop, and they need to score, 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 and score. That's it. Tom, uh, on the other side, we just mentioned Doug will probably call the dogs off as, as best he can. Yeah. And uh, what do you think they're going to try to do uh, in the second half? I think that in the second half, play as many guys as you can and stay healthy, get out of here healthy for St. X next week. Uh, the keys to the game, the beginning of the game that I was uh, thought that they should do, they've they've done them fine. Uh, they're within five yards difference between rushing and passing the ball in the first half, so that's evenly distributed. 
the defense needed to get off the field on third down. After third down, they've accomplished that. And uh, one shout-out I'd like to make, uh, if I could here, is a couple defensive plays uh, for Nicholas Seeger. Uh, he's a 6'1", uh, senior defensive back, and he was he was in on a lot of tackles. He was in a lot of plays. And one play he where he blitzed, and he had his arms in the air and knocked the pass down. So uh, Nicholas Seeger had a pretty good first half, really good first half, and it's nice to uh, see these kids uh, come out and play well. All right, now we're going to do... What are you guys doing Sunday at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, Tom, Steve? Sunday. Uh, Sunday. I know. I'm going to be with where, where you're going to be, Mark. Where I'm going to be. Yeah, where, where the, the Prep Sports Radio bunch is going to be. Give it a plug. Sophie's yeah. Angel Run uh, in conjunction with uh, the, the Oktoberfest of St. Jude's. Starts at 1 o'clock in the, the lot next door. I think you go up the back route and you're by Frank's Adult Center in Ross School. You head on out of there. You loop back through the, the Oktoberfest grounds before you make your way out and then you finish on the October you, you don't drink beer when you're going through the October. you could you, you could. could you could uh, if, they, if they have any in a broad I'm yeah. just saying it's not been done uh, you could probably it's a, it's a 5k uh, it's a nice course that they have laid out. It uh, goes on Bridgetown Road for a little bit, but we'll all be out there. You should all be out there too uh, to get out there and uh, go against uh, the, the uh, vaunted Prep Sports Radio running team. And, guys, two weeks ago we had Mark and Missy Meinhardt in the game night show, and uh, we're just so pleased to uh, to uh, promote uh, Sophie's run and, and, and the whole entire story behind it. And uh, Missy and Mark couldn't be any more gracious. Uh, and, and one of the things that they always like to talk about is better, not bitter. And if anybody needs some encouragement or words of encouragement to live by, my goodness, those are the best words that I can come up with. Very well said, Tom. And that's all the time we have here for the Coldwell Banker West Shell Halftime Report. Of course, join us, Steve, Tom, and I over at La Rosa at Budno for Prep Sports Radio Game Night. Complete coverage of scores and who knows what. Tom, one, one, other thing. one quick one. There's a, It's a 50th anniversary for the class of 1968 tonight and i want a quick shout out uh to gary kirsting and tim egan who are in the group underneath the the scoreboard so uh congratulations guys all right a good big say hello to my mom marilyn bengal out in the crow's nest or the bird's nest she likes to call the eagle's nest out on harrison avenue (laughs) you taught us listening uh to everything we know mom that's right which uh hopefully that doesn't hurt her uh, anyway but anyway so that's all the time we have and we're going to be handing it off to lynn harvey and phil bangle for all the second half action right here on the prep sports radio network wardway fuels has been your reliable west side home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years but that's just a small part of what they do they sell and service great grills like weber duquesne Broilmaster, and others they offer complete pool supplies and expert service and with cooler weather on the way it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace and they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well wardway fuels is located at glenway and bridgetown roads their number is 574-0061 wardway fuels 574-0061 do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. 
La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online for La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. When you're in an auto accident and your insurance company insists you take your car to a cheap, no-name facility, do you think they're looking out for you or for them? It is your right to take your car to the place of your choice, so demand Jim Collins Auto Body. Accidents happen, and Jim Collins understands you want your vehicle back to pre-accident condition with no excuses. For over 40 years, Jim Collins' attention to detail, his commitment to quality, and a job that's always guaranteed has given his customers peace of mind. Jim Collins Auto Body on Glenway Avenue near Best Buy, 922-6336. Anna Mitchell here. Enjoy the game and be sure to tune in Monday morning at 6 a.m. for the Sunrise Morning Show for news, weather, sports, and compelling interviews all from the Catholic perspective. The Sunrise Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth here at uh, just about ready to start the third quarter. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. It is 35 to nothing. The Elder Panthers on top. Joe Royer, an impressive first half. He had seven catches in the first half, including four touchdowns and 161 yards of receiving. A good performance by Matthew Luby. Nine of nine, 169 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, pretty impressive uh, for him as well. And it's just been a, a great first half. 35 nothing. the Elder Panthers on top. And Elder will get uh, the first half kickoff. Back deep. We're going to have some uh, Dieters back. See how this goes to start the third quarter. But uh, 35 nothing, Phil, a pretty good first half. Absolutely. The Panthers just really controlling the game. Like we said, Ryle is being very stubborn on defense. They're, they're going no safeties. They're putting single coverage on Joe Royer. They're putting guys that are, that are I know they're listed as safeties, but they look like they're built like, linebackers uh, trying to cover Royer. He's made some great catches, but I mean, the Panthers are just dominated on the offensive end you know, so far in this game, putting up uh, uh, you know total yards of 333 to Riles 101. So the Panthers just dominated, and they're going to take this kick. It'll be Dieters and uh, Paff uh, back in the back, Nicholas Paff. And he's back at his eight-yard line. Both of them are. And they get ready for the kick. And it's an onside kick, and it's going to bounce, and it's picked up by Postal, and he gets to the 48-yard line. So a nice play by Dakota Postal. That's about the second time we've seen him do that on an onside kick this season. Yeah, going up for it. And so the Panthers are going to come out. You know, we're going to get uh, the uh, we're going to get the ones uh, coming out here in this first series. So Panthers probably looking to see if they can have another series after the half because you hate with the running clock. I mean, if you pull these guys out, I mean, they're not going to see any time at, at all or any chance. They might as well just go ahead and run them uh, here. First and 10 at the 48 for the Panthers. Dakota, as they set up now, check out this Luby shotgun formation. They look, and the shovel pass to Vollmer. Vollmer inside the 45 to the 43-yard line. So Evan Vollmer again on the shovel pass by Luby. Luby is now 10 of 10 so far in the in this third quarter, studying up 10 of 10 on the on the stats. So we'll see if the Panthers are going to just uh, you know really try to grind this one out and, and run it in. But at the same time, you know uh, Joe Royer with already 
having uh, four touchdown catches. I believe he tied a record for most in a game, so we could be looking at if he could get his fifth, that would definitely put him on a solo for most touchdown catches in a game. Two wide receivers to the right, including Royer and Postal. Luby lines up as a wide receiver to the left, and now it's going to be Ramsey. Ramsey inside the 40. He's to the 37-yard line of Ryle, a gain of six. It'll be another first down for the Panthers. 10-40 remaining here in quarter number three. The Panthers have a 35-0 lead. And they have the football here to start the third quarter. Tonight's game is brought to you by Red Wing Shoes. For over 114 years, the Red Wing Shoe Company of Red Wing, Minnesota, has crafted and distributed premium footwear and work and outdoor. In Western Hills, Florence, Eastgate, Mason, and Tri-County, Red Wing Shoes. Third down and one at the 39-yard line. They give up the middle as Catania spins to the 25, at 35 rather, and he's going outside, still with it. And he gets to about the 33-yard line before he's taken out of bounds with... 10.05 and counting here in the third quarter, but Catania again getting a little bit more of a spin move. Yeah, and that's kind of how he runs. I mean, he, he just really hits and keeps going. We talked about it early in the season. If you're going to tackle him, you got to wrap up and drive through. If not, you do an arm tackle. He's just going to keep spinning. He does a good job controlling the football. I've seen a couple guys try to rip it out from him tonight, but he has been able to really secure that ball even when he's making those moves. First and 10, the Panthers have it at the 33-yard line. Ramsey lines up wide to the left. Postal and Royer to the right. Shotgun for Luby. He's got Catania to the right. They go in motion with Ramsey. Now looking. The pitch to Catania. He's at the 35, the 30, 25. He's out at the 21-yard line and out of bounds at the 21-yard line. But, uh, again, Catania getting some separation. Good blocking downfield. A couple guys, Postal, Ramsey getting some good blocks on that right side. Um, you know, Luke Kandras down there coming off of it, as well as Joe Royer. So guys still blocking, still carrying out their jobs, even up 35 to nothing. Clock continues to run with 8.58 to go in the third quarter. 35-0 Panthers with the lead. Two wide receivers, Postal and Royer, off to the left. And setting up with Ramsey in the backfield as Ramsey's going to wind up at the quarterback as Luby moves to the wide receiver on the right. Ramsey's going to keep it himself inside the 25. He gets to the 2015. He's out to the 13-yard line. A gain of eight for the Panthers on Drew Ramsey getting another good run. Tonight's game brought to you by Dr. Ken Shore of Shore Optical. He can make your world look a whole lot more in focus. Good eyesight is a key to success in school, work, or sports. If you think your vision is what it should be, then let 1979 elder grad Dr. Ken Shore give you the complete eye examination. That's Shore Optical at 451-0010. Second and two from the 13 for the Panthers. Well, two wide to the right side and one to the left. Catania in the backfield with Luby. And now the give to Catania. Catania inside the 15. He's going to get to the 10, to the 5-yard line where he's finally brought down there after a gain of 8. It'll be a first and goal for the Panthers at the 5-yard line with 7.52 remaining here in the third quarter. 35-0 Panthers, two wide to the right. On a first down and goal at the 5, they give to Catania. Catania is going to get into the end zone for the touchdown, a 5-yard touchdown run. And it's 41-0 pending this extra point. So Catania just easily moving the ball up the field. Panthers offensive line just owning it up front. I'm sure the Ryle Raiders are getting tired of getting beat on, you know, by that offensive line uh, of James Kandra, Berger, Beckenhop, and, and Smith. Just a lot of big bodies up there uh, moving guys around. As the clock with the running clock here, 41 to nothing, pending this extra point. And that is uh, setting up with Thamen to hold. And Harmeyer's up and good. 
So it's 7.29 to play here in the third quarter. Elder 42. It's Ryle nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Elder fans, Paul Cluxton here with Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop, we can handle all your automotive needs. Thank you, Elder Nation, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from our family to yours. 7.29 left here in the third quarter. The Panthers have a 42-0 lead. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal. It's been all elder. Four touchdowns for Royer, one for Cooper Johnson, and Catania just got a five-yard touchdown run. Pretty much right, brings you up to date. Yeah, he, and he's at the 98-yard mark rushing-wise, so just almost there. Uh, you know, probably... I don't. I don't know if we'll, we'll see him in the game after this point. And you know, Joe Royer seven seven catches, 161 yards, four touchdowns after that drive. So we'll see what the Panthers do. But let's we'll see what they can do on defense here against Ra, who, who's going to be trying to score at all costs. And that ball is going to go into the end zone. So it'll start off at the 20 for the Raiders. Seven twelve remaining here in quarter number three. The Panthers have the 42 nothing lead. Next week it is off to St. X for us as we've got to go traveling a little bit. Balaban Stadium over for the St. X. And I'm not going to talk about that yet. Let's talk about Joe Royer here. Yes. <laughs> Let's go on. Joe Royer, he's probably going to finish tonight with four touchdown passes. Uh, I doubt the Panthers are going to go back to the air, get him back in the game, but he's going to be in some pretty good company. Nick Hall uh, in 2015, Josh Jones 2008, John Miller in 1992, and George Fay in 1958. Wow, going back to 1958. First and 10 at the 20-yard line, and now they give the corker across the side to about the 24-yard line before he's taken down. Tommy Thayman. And uh, they set up with Jonathan Paff on the tackle. Yeah, we're still looking at the ones on defense here. So we still got the, you know, the guys at the top of the depth chart still still running defense. Same thing. Get a good offensive series in with your ones. Get a good one in with your defense. So let's see what they can do. Jack Tucker taking over the helm at nose. So you got Galen Mitchell and Jack Tucker and Connor Keys kind of running that three-man D line. And they set up now. The quarterback is Stankin. And now. Set up now with two wide receivers for Ryle. Second down and six at the 24-yard line. And now the fake, and now the give to England. England across the 20 to the 25, and he's out to the 30, and he's taken down at the 35-yard line. A gain of 11 for England, who seems to have uh, been able to move the football pretty well. Yeah, and they're going to take a quick uh, official's timeout for an elder guy down, down on the field, but he's able to get back up. I don't, I don't know if it was actually that he got... Injured or if he got tangled up in the uh, down markers there. But the clock still is continuing to run. Panthers, defensively, they really need to concentrate on here in this series. It's just getting off of blocks on the offense line. I feel like sometimes they let those guys get into them a little too much. And then by that point, when they're trying to make a play, you already got your shoulders turned, and it's a little bit harder to get, get square. 540 and counting here in the third quarter. 42-0 Panthers. Two wide receivers to the left. Looking and now looking to throw, and it's incomplete. It was intended for the the big tight end, number 84, and that was uh, Wilson Mason, William Mason, rather. Mason uh, had a catch earlier in the game. Second down and 10 at the 34-yard line for the Raiders. Clock continues to run with 515 and counting here in quarter number three. 
Panthers leading it 42 to nothing. Two wide receivers off to the left side and one to the right. Shotgun for Stankin. Stankin looking to throw. Steps up, throws. It's complete to the 40. Out to the 43-yard line before he's taken down as the Panthers get a, a, a good tackle by Richardson, who had an interception earlier in the game and now gets a tackle. Third down and one for Ryle at the 47-yard line. Two wide receivers off to the left, 440 and counting with the running clock here in the third quarter. One to the right. Stankin looking to throw. Throws it. It's complete across and uh, gets to about the 47-yard line, and that was number eight and Connor Lee. And Tommy Thayman on the tackle for the Panthers. There, just Rouse is trying to go quick and catch the Panthers off guard, you know, kind of catch them sleeping here as we tick to the four-minute mark in the third quarter. So even if Ryle scores here, it's still running clock. So the Panthers kind of they have that cushion. Four wide receivers, two to the right, two to the left. They go in motion, and now the give is the is going to be across the 50 to the 48-yard line, and that was Connor Lee again, number eight, getting the carry for Ryle. 350 and counting now here in the fourth quarter. 42-0, Elder Panthers on top. Joe Royer in the game, seven catches, 161 yards and four touchdowns. Matthew Luby, 10 of 10, 174 yards and four touchdowns for the Elder Panthers. So two wide to the right, two to the left for the Ryle Raiders. 335 and a second down and seven. And the fake, and now the give to England. England to the right, gets a burst of speed, gets hit and gets to about the 45-yard line of Elder. A gain of four. It'll be third down and a couple. Make that third and three with 3:18 to play here in the fourth in the third quarter, rather. And they're just coming. I mean, right now it's desperation mode for Ryle. You know, they're playing with with passion and purpose. And the Panthers' defense looks a little bit flat. You know, not making some of the big plays they did earlier. So let's see if they can you know get out of this drive here on this third down. Third and three from the 45 for the Raiders. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left. Shotgun. As they set up Stankin. He's got England in the backfield. The snap and now the fake. And now looking at Stankin to throw. He throws. It is incomplete. Intended for Mason, the tight end. That was a great pass. I mean, that ball was right there. I thought he, he should have made that pass. He was in front of Path and Thamen. I was kind of hoping uh, he would he would be able to pull that one in just to, for the fact that, you know, you want to try to salvage something as Ryle. Uh, you get ahead of the guys there, but he just, he just doesn't make a play. I mean, he kind of left his quarterback out to dry. 2.23 and counting, and the clock continues to run for the Panthers. They are leading it 42 to nothing. Kelsey Chevrolet has, has opened the Tri-State's newest and largest pre-owned car superstore, selling all makes and all models from their family to yours for life. See Walt Kelsey or Paul Cluxton at Kelsey Chevrolet or Kelsey pre-owned vehicles, Route 50 in Lawrenceburg or KelseyChev.com. 2.20 and counting for the Panthers, and it is oh, 2.22, rather, as they, uh, the clock did stop on that, and the Panthers have a 42-0 lead. Yeah, Ryle took a timeout here, kind of talked things over because it's fourth down, fourth and three. I mean, obviously, I mean, you're down 42 to nothing. You, you're, you know you can't make a field goal from here. You already saw your kicker who did make some in warm-ups, but it's a lot big difference there. This is way too far out of any sort of range. Punting, uh, you know, you might you might be able to pin them back and hope for something, but you know that the Panthers are probably their offense is probably going to come into their second string. So, 
you know, maybe you take a shot here and see what you get and, and, and go ahead and sacrifice if you give up the good field posi- position. Stankin's going to set up in the shotgun. He's got England in the backfield. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left. From right to left they go with a fourth down and three at the 45-yard line. And now 222 remaining here in the third quarter. Setting up England to the left, and England's going to run it, try to get back up, and does not even get back to the line of scrimmage. Elder gets a huge push and tackling number 68 on the play. Jack, check that. Uh, who was that, uh, Phil? Looked like 68. but uh, Austin Wanstrott yeah, went yeah. up and actually made the big hit. Wani was the one who made the big hit and, and uh, was able to cause England to slow down and everybody else wrapped it up. Only concern I got is Sanders kind of comes off the field limping a little bit as he was in the bottom of that pile. I got a feeling it was probably just he, he probably got the unlucky helmet to a shin in that mess, but now you're going to have a new quarterback at the helm for the Panthers. It's going to be uh, junior J.T. Miller. Yeah, Miller got a chance to play in one of the games earlier this year, and they give up the middle to Cooper Johnson, and Johnson gets to the 47-yard line of Ryle with a minute 58 to go. It's J.T. Miller in at quarterback. Going to see some a uh, lot of different players in the game. Lance Neville will get a will get a chance to get some some running ca- uh, category. So Lance Neville, number 14, will get in the game. With a minute 40 and counting here in the third quarter, 42 to nothing. The Panthers on top. J.T. Miller in at quarterback. They go wide, and they've got uh, number 48, Nathan Evans, in at a slot receiver. They go in motion with Neville to the right. Now setting up J.T. Miller, the give to Cooper Johnson. And Johnson inside the 50, he gets to Ryle territory at the 46-yard line. Gain of about five on that one. It'll be third down and a couple coming up for the Panthers. With the clock moving and a minute five to go here in the third quarter. 42, nothing elder. So the market third down and three. And the Panthers, uh, Brandon Eckstein will get a chance to get in the game as well. Number 31. I'll set up to the left side. They've got Neville out there. JT Miller in a shotgun. To his left is Cooper Johnson. Nathan Evans, the slot, and now the give up the middle is Cooper Johnson. Johnson, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, 48 yards, Cooper Johnson. Just broke a few tackles up front, so... You know, he was able to, to break out and then eventually, you know, gets gets passed into space. I mean, you know, Cooper Johnson, once he's in space, he's basically gone. So good for the, the, the you know, the next guys up on the depth chart making their plays, making their blocks. You know, this is a time when you, you get your opportunity to play, uh, you know, and prove to, to your coaches and yourself that you are that you can be that next guy up if needed. And right there, Elder's offense doing a great job, hopefully with uh, here, have Evans, the Thaman, the Harmeyer make this 49 to nothing. 48-yard run by Cooper Johnson. The touchdown, that's his second touchdown of the game. He had a one-yard touchdown earlier. Here's the snap, the hold by Heyman. The Thaman, rather, is up, and it is good. So with 27 seconds left in the third quarter, it's Elder 49, and the Ryle Raiders nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. I'm Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. And while I'm proud to provide orthopedic sports medicine care to the Elder Panther athletes, I want to remind all our listeners that Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is available for youth and recreational athletes as well. If you or your loved one has an injury that's affecting your active lifestyle, we can help you get back in the game. We are conveniently located at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 
888-900-9999 and on the web at mercy.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Cooper Johnson, the latest of 48-yard touchdown run. And the Elder Panthers have a 49-0 lead here. Third quarter, 27 ticks of the clock left. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal here at the pit at Elder High School. And it's been some good home cooking for the Panthers after a tough loss last week. Yeah, it just really, I mean, they just owned this game all the way through. Ryle hasn't had much of a push against them. Had a couple of successful plays. The Panthers just all facets of this football game. I mean, 436 yards offense to 136 right now. So Elder really rebounding after that Eds game, which is good, getting ready, you know, to go into GCL South play. And it'll be Connor Amon to kick off from left to right. 16 seconds remaining here in the third quarter. Carr is back deep along with Corker. Will set up for the Ryle Raiders going, they're going from right to left. And Amon will kick it far and into the end zone, and that's where it will go. Corker did catch it, but we'll set up, and that is the end of the third quarter of play with the score, Elder 49. And Ryle nothing. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand. From comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program. And we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. I want to challenge those Elder Panther fans that have enjoyed the games. Take some of that money that you would spend that is discretionary and pledge it to Sacred Heart Radio. It is such a great blessing to have. We would really appreciate it. Elder fans, to pledge now, visit sacredheartradio.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal, 49 to nothing. The Elder Panthers with the lead. It is a first and 10 for the Ryle Raiders. They'll start off at their own 20-yard line. They'll have two wide receivers off to the left side. Now two to the right. Shotgun formation looking. England fake and now looking to throw. He's going to cross the 20. He's the 25. Run it instead to the 30. Outside 33-yard line before he's taken out of bounds by the Panthers. So Elder, Elder's defense is going to have to come up big here. Uh, and you got some very skilled, and you're still going against the Riles ones. So you're going to have to make plays, get off blocks, still come with everything. You know, they're still trying to get a score out, out of something in this game. Stanking the quarterback in for the Ryle Raiders. One wide receiver to the left side and one to the right looking to throw, setting up this one. Down the field, throws it. It is way over the head. Intended for Corker. Uh, check that. Intended for number eight, and that's Connor Lee. And Connor Lee did not get that one. 11.08 to play here in the fourth quarter. Panthers with a 49-0 lead. Yeah, and, too, you know, a lot of guys are going to get their opportunities on defense for the Panthers as well. You know, this is where you got to have your ears on on the sideline, make sure you know when a coach is calling for you to sub in. You'd hate to be that guy, miss your chance, miss your opportunity. They line up wide to the left side, and Jackson McGinnis, who had a catch of the flea flicker earlier in the game for uh, Ryle, they'll set up a second and ten at the 34. And now they give to England. England's going to cross uh, the 34-yard line, but he is tackled immediately in the backfield right around the 34-yard line. That was uh, for the Elder Panthers, number 54, Mike Steers, Michael Steers. So he made the tackle. Great tackle that time, Phil. Yeah, I, I couldn't see I, uh, who who came up on that one on that sideline, but it was a good play. I couldn't tell if that might have been Paff. 
as well because I saw the 34. Yeah, so. it was 54. Yeah, it was 54. That's yeah. why I was confused yeah. at first. It was just such a quick play, quick athletic play by Steers. Third and ten from the 34. Two wide of the left side. Looking left and now throwing to the center of the field. It's complete across the 45 to the 47-yard line. And Connor Lee on the catch for Ryle. Andrew Tate finally brings him down for the Panthers. 9.45 and counting here in the fourth quarter. Don't forget, it is LaRose on Boudinot tonight for the Prep Sports Radio Network game night with Mark Bengel, Steve Bengel, and Tom Kennedy going to be there and give you the wrap-up show. And don't forget uh, to go out and enjoy a nice slice of pizza and come out and watch the uh, post-game show. Three wide receivers off to the left side and two to the right with 9.20 to play. And a first and 10 at the 47-yard line. Looking, rolling, and now going to be sacked around the 47-yard line, right around the line of scrimmage. It was uh, number 96, Will Jansen. Got a, uh, check that Sam Salamone got the uh, original tackle. Yeah, Ryan Hoffmeyer in on the pile. Just a whole bunch of guys you know, making that play. So get, they get back second and 11 now is what we're going to be looking at for the Panther defense. And they set up now with, uh, as you mentioned, at the 46-yard line. Two wide receivers off to the left side and one to the right. And Stankin at a quarterback, stepping back at his 40, looking to throw. He throws it to the tight end. It's complete to the 47 around the 46-yard line where uh, number 84, and that's William Mason, the big tight end. Ben Ott with the tackle for the Panthers. Uh, just the tight end able to get into a little hole and make a play, but Ott chased him down, brought him down. So we're looking at a third and four. That clock's still ticking, too. We're almost at the eight-minute mark here in the fourth quarter. Yeah, 8.15 remaining here in the fourth quarter. It's the Elder Panthers 49, and the Ryle Raiders nothing. They have the football at the Elder Panther 46-yard line. A third down and four coming up. Two wide receivers to the left, two to the right. Shotgun formation. They go in motion, now setting up, looking to throw, and it's thrown, and it is incomplete. It went to the back of Connor Lee, who was not expecting that one. Yeah, that was supposed to be a screen pass to England. But the problem is you can't – I know you think you can. You can't really run a screen pass against guys that haven't been in a football game the whole time because they're coming, they got their ears pinned back, and they got the hands up. And I think as he went back to pass, he couldn't see anything. He couldn't even see England. So many guys came through. They just threw that ball out there pretty dangerously. 7.28 to play here in the fourth quarter. Two wide to the right. One to the left. Elder with the lead. 49 to nothing. The Raiders have a fourth and four at the 46. The throw all the way to the right side of the 50 to the 45. And he's going to be tackled at the 42. There's a fumble. And the Panthers, let's see if they've got it or not. Uh, let's see. They're not saying whether or not they have it. I think the Raiders might have recovered it, Phil. Yeah, that was Paul Moore who had that hit. Uh, coming down the line, just made a big hit, popped the ball loose. Uh, but yeah, Will Watkins had the carry of the the he had uh, the catch, and Watkins got to the 34 yard line. So it's a first down and ten for the Raiders. Despite the fumble, they get the they get it back, and Stankin is still in at quarterback for the Raiders. Seven minutes and counting for the Raiders. And the Panthers have a 49-0 lead. They line up wide with Corker. Off to the right is Lee. Shotgun with England in the backfield. 
Stanking the quarterback, the give to England, and England moves outside to the left and now gets inside the 45 to the 30, actually the 35 to the 30, and it gets to about the 29-yard line, a gain of five. But, uh, you know, that was an interesting because it looked like Jonathan Paff almost had him immediately in the backfield. Yeah, and England just, he's, he's, he's a tough runner. You know, runs up fields. He's running hard all game, you know, trying to get something. He's made a lot of it on his own because he's getting hit in the backfield. He's getting hit in the line of scrimmage and still picking up yards. 6-13 remaining here in the fourth quarter. The Panthers have a 49-0 lead. The Raiders have it second down and five at the older Panther 29-yard line. One wide right side and Corker two wide left side. And now the, the shotgun look and Sankin's going to throw to the tight end. Complete to the 25, to the 20, to the 15, to the 10. He's out of bounds at the 7. So William Mason gets a first down outside the 7-yard line. Yeah, Brett Tepper's going to make the play for the Panthers chasing him down. So looking first and goal here going to be from the six. With uh, about 5.40 to go, so Ryle has an opportunity to get on the board. And that's something that's got to be good for them in terms of coming here to the pit. Uh, last week they did not score against Highlands, and now this week uh, getting shut out. So getting points on the board has got to be a big boost for them for the following game for next week. Yeah, let's see if Elder's defense can have a, de- uh, a real goal line stand here and keep them out, though. First down and goal at the six-yard line. Stanking the give to England going left side to the five to the, into the end zone for the touchdown. So the shutout is broken as England goes into the end zone for the six-yard touchdown. And the Ryle Raiders get on the board here in the fourth quarter. And England does it. Panthers Panthers almost had him in the backfield. Just reaching a little bit. England, very skilled runner, kind of makes a miss. And then Elder's not able to wrap them up. So they're able to, to turn this this drive. And they were able to go 11 plays, 80 yards in about 6 minutes, 51 seconds to, to finally get on the board. Rodgers will look to add the extra point. Stankin to hold, and the kick is up, and it's good. So with 5.09 to go in the fourth quarter, it's Elder 49 and Ryle 7 on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal back here at Elder High School at the pit on a Friday night, a steamy Friday night, and the Panthers have a 49-7 to lead. The shutout broken, but Miles got to feel good about themselves after getting that touchdown. Yeah, I mean, took them, you know, three-quarters of a game to get in the end zone, uh, you know, but you knew it was coming with England. I mean, he, he's a very good runner, and he can easily make guys miss. He's a bruising back, hard for el- elders, you know, second, third string guys to, to bring him down on that. So look here, last time, remember when they kicked off, it was an onside kick. So, you know, Panthers are ready for that. Got got their guys up front that going to be able to make those plays if they need to. And then the Panthers should be looking to, to really just milk this clock and, and run it out. Yeah, Scott Neiman, Cooper Johnson on the line here trying to set it up. Thamans off to the left side. Let's see where they go. They're at the 30-yard line. To, he steps up and now gets the onside kick here. He's going to bounce it. And it's going to bounce over, and it's picked up by Ryle. And he goes, no, oh, no, nope. nope, check that. He 
he had it at the 42-yard line, and that was uh, that's not a recovery. That, no. That's Elder's football. Ryle got it, got yeah. hit, fumbled it out of bounds. It didn't f- and fumble out of bounds. Now, Coach Ramsey's yelling at them about kicking an onside kick, too, coming over there because, I mean, you know, the last thing we need at this point is an onside kick and a big collision yeah. like that because, in fact, Elder Elder really could have laid the guy out, but I see. So we're gonna, let's see what they were going to rule this thing. Yeah, it looked like uh, it was number 27, Derek Carr. Darren Carr, rather, not Derek Carr. He used to play in the NFL. It's a re-kick, so they're going to have a re-kick. Yeah, because they stopped the play. They blew the whistle when the guy got hit with the ball, and he actually fumbled the football from Ryle, and Elder did. I think Elder was able to recover that uh, on that, or it might have went out of bounds. I don't know how they rule that control. but So they're going to re-kick, so let's see what they do, uh, especially after Coach Ramsey heading out to, you know, the, the numbers and kind of looking over at that Ryle sideline, kind of asking their coach, what the heck are you doing here? You well, know, 49 I, to 7, yeah. running clock, you're kicking an onside kick, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, at that point, right. I mean. Exactly, and I think they're going to, looks like they're trying it again. So we'll see uh, what happens here. But Franklin Rogers will go back to his 30, look to set it up, taking a sweet time. Clock still, you know, clock rolls right now. Yeah, 426 and counting. Here it comes again. This time we'll kick it deep. So he kicks it way back into the end zone for the touchback. Dieters has to just follow it there, but the Panthers will get a, a first down and 10 at the 20. JT Miller will get some more snaps. Yeah, and, and you know, Panthers be able to, to run this clock out here. I think they should be able to, you know, last drive, they score a touchdown, you know, Cooper Johnson. So they, they have the ability to run the football, should be able to pick up the yards they need to keep that clock rolling and in Elder's possession uh, throughout there. So the, the, the lone score by Ryle was not a blemish on this game by any means. No, it was not. 4.18 to play here in the fourth quarter. Panthers have the lead, 49-7. to Some new players. JT Miller, as mentioned, is in the game for the Panthers at quarterback. Three wide receivers off to the left side. One to the right. And a first and ten for the Panthers at the 20. JT Miller is going to run it. He's going to cross the 25, and he gets to about the 30-yard line before he's taken down. And that was uh, number 26, uh, Nathan Yowen on the tackle for the Ryle Raiders. JT Miller going to pick, like you said, pick up the first down, move the ball to the 30 just with ease. Uh, you know, the Panthers want to take their time working this clock, going to be able to, to get out of this game without without any, you know, major injuries uh, as far as I can tell. So it's a very successful game for the Panthers. And out to give to Cooper Johnson, and Johnson gets across the 30 uh, to the 31-yard line, a gain of a yard on the play for the, for the Panthers. Oh, check that. That was Nicholas Paff on the carry for the Panthers. So 34, not 32. 313 tonight's game brought to you by Schmidt Heating and Cooling. From preventative maintenance to major repairs for your heating and cooling system, you want someone you can trust. That's Schmidt Heating and Cooling at 531-6900. Family owned and operated since 1954. Give them a call at 531-6900. Second and eight from the 32 for the Panthers, 255 and counting. And they set up with two wide receivers off to the right side and one to the left. They they go 
now with Miller. Miller's going to carry it himself across the 35 to the 40 to the 45, and he's out at the 48-yard line, out of bounds after, but not before, a 16-yard gain for JT Miller. And we do have a flag and get holding on the Panthers. It was right around that edge as JT Miller was kind of turning to pick up the fourth down, uh, right about at... Uh, Right about at the 30, 36, 37 uh, yard line, I think, is where they end up calling that. So the Panthers get going to move back. Clock's still rolling, though, uh, and, and it's you know second down is what we're taking a look at here. Getting to see a little bit of Nathan Evans in the game. I haven't seen much of him this season, so Nathan getting a chance to play. He's going to line up to the right side. Two wide receivers off to the to the left and they're going to have Lance Neville as one of them. JT Miller now setting up. Shotgun formation on the second and 12 from the 28 and they're going to run up to about the 30 yard line. Maybe a gain of two with a minute 43 remaining as that was Nicholas Paff on the carry. Yeah and you know you you talk about different guys getting in and and so Nathan Evans being able to to get in back there right now, you know, listed as a running back. But uh, why we don't hear a lot from him, but he does get to get in quite a lot, is he's our long snapper. Yeah. So, I mean, he's out there snapping it. And, you know, one of the things, it's not a bad thing if people don't know who you are as the long snapper. Absolutely. He's been a great, he's done a great job. Yeah, that means you're doing a great job. Third and 11 at the 29. Three wide receivers. Now they're going to go with two to the right, and they go with Neiman to the left side. Now they go in motion, setting up, and now looking to pitch it to the left side. Nicholas Paff, and Paff going to cross the 40, 45, 50, down the sidelines, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, and he gets to about the three-yard line before he's taken down by the Raiders, number 15, and that's Morgan Rabe. Yeah, and I got a feeling, too, here with 35 seconds to go, the Panthers have to. They're probably going to take a snap, take a knee, and, uh, you know, just not punch this one in to go victory formation here. And you got 49-7. to seven. I mean, There's no need to, to really – I mean, I know you want to, uh, but, you know, I mean, I think Coach Ramsey's going to tell them we're, we're taking a knee, we're, we're calling it dead. They just – yeah, they just told the official. Yeah. They're taking a knee. They're not going to punch this one in. Um, they set up Evans and Paff in the backfield, and – under center, it's Miller, and he's just going to take a knee, and that'll do it. The Elder Panthers with an impressive one here back at the pit after a loss last week. They win this one 49-7. We'll come back with the Cooper Electric star of the game and wrap things up from here. But don't forget, after the game, it's the it's the Roses on Boudinot for Prep Sports Radio Network game night. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. 
La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Elder fans, Walt Kelsey here, class of 2000 with Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop, we can handle all your automotive needs. Introducing a Kelsey-exclusive lifetime powertrain protection from our family to yours for life. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. Go Panthers, out to Yora. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, Vermont, family to yours. For a sharp team look, work or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. With the Sacred Heart Radio app on your phone, Sacred Heart Radio goes wherever you go. For Android devices, search the Google Play Store for Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Install. For iPhone, go to the App Store and search Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Get. And then you've got Sacred Heart Radio everywhere. It's time to call out the Cooper Electric star of the game. And now, let's go back on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bengal to break down tonight's action and pick up the elder star of the game on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Well, after a tough uh, decision uh, and an envelope from Deloitte and Touche, it is Joe Royer tonight, the... Cooper Electric, star of the game. Um, it was pretty impressive. Four touchdowns. He had catches of 22, 25, 29, and four yards. He had seven catches, 161 yards, and four touchdowns. Honorable mention, though, Matthew Luby. What a game tonight. He was 10 of 10, 174 yards, and, of course, those four touchdown passes. But look at the rating, 378.2. That's yeah. not a bad uh, rating, Tom. Yeah, Pan- Panthers had a, had a good, great game all around and, and really impressed, like you said, by Joe Royer's performance. And, and it was. I mean, it was a product of Ryle's single-coverage defense. You know, you're just not going to get a lot there going against a receiver like Joe Royer. It's just not going to happen. So the Panthers able to capitalize on it. Joe Royer goes down in some great company, like we mentioned earlier, is having four touchdown receptions in a game. So, I mean, he's going down. In the company of guys like Nick Hall, uh, Josh Jones, John Miller, and George Fay. So we're going back to uh, George Fay versus Hamilton Public on 919. 1958 wow. was the first time we had four receptions. That was even before my time. Phil. John Miller versus Moeller, uh, 10-30-92. Josh Jones versus Lakewood St. Edward, 9-20-2008. And then Nick Hall versus Moeller on October 9th, 2015. So Joe Royer's going to join those guys, and that's going to be uh, that's a nice spot for him to uh, to be falling into. Yes, and, you know, tonight, as mentioned, uh, some of the touchdowns, as we mentioned, Royer had touchdowns, but Cooper Johnson had a good game. He had a one-yard touchdown in the second quarter, then scored on a 48-yard touchdown run in the third quarter. Uh, 
The only the lone touchdown uh, of the game was England. He had a for Ryle. He had a six-yard touchdown run. As we look at some of the other uh, stats uh, for Ryle, uh, Stankin, uh, eleven of twenty-two, one hundred fifty-two yards, no touchdowns. Uh, England though, fifteen carries, fifty yards, and a touchdown. Uh, some of the uh, team leaders, Cooper Johnson for the Elder Panthers, had 11 carries, 101 yards, and two touchdowns. As we mentioned already, uh, it was Royer, seven receptions, 161 yards, and four touchdowns. So great performance by the Elder Panthers tonight. They scored 21 in the first quarter, 14 in the second quarter. They did not look back at a 35 nothing lead at halftime. 14 more in the third, and a 49-7 to win over the uh, Ryle Raiders from Northern Kentucky. Well, we'll wrap things up here, and thanks to Mark Bengel, to Steve Bengel, to Tom Kenny, to Kevin Kennedy back at the studio. Also, thanks for uh, Kurt Ruffing for joining us, the principal of Elder High School in the second quarter. Thanks to you, the listener. Once again, the final score, the Elder Panthers 49 and the Ryle Raiders 7. Next week, Elder is back on the road traveling to St. X for a 7 o'clock kickoff for Phil Bengel. I'm Len Harvey. So long from the pit. Stay tuned. Coming up next, it's the best show on the radio, the Prep Sports Radio Network game night from La Rosa's on Budino with Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. You've been listening to Elder Football, Kelsey Chevrolet, Elder Panther Game of the Week on the Prep Sports Radio Network. So long. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper's been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Seg here for Joseph Toyota Clarence Event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy a Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. JosephToyota.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Hoding Realtors, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Red Wing Shoes, La Rosa's Pizza, Jim Collins Auto Body, the wealth management team of Adam Schoester, Rosard Pharmacy, your Westside Skyline Chili locations, the Underground Sports Shop, Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati, Wardway Fuels and Grills, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Robert Jones Plumbing, Cooper Electric, and Schmidt Heating and Cooling. Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of Elder High School football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio.
When you're in an auto accident and your insurance company insists you take your car to a cheap, no-name facility, do you think they're looking out for you or for them? It is your right to take your car to the place of your choice, so demand Jim Collins Auto Body. Accidents happen, and Jim Collins understands you want your vehicle back to pre-accident condition with no excuses. For over 40 years, Jim Collins' attention to detail, his commitment to quality, and a job that's always guaranteed has given his customers peace of mind. Jim Collins Auto Body on Glenway Avenue near Best Buy, 922-6336. This is Father Andre Joseph Acosta, St. Gertrude Church in Madeira. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time. The Prep Sports Radio Network Game Night. Brought to you by La Rosa's Pizza. And now for a recap on tonight's game and a look at all the regional key matchups and final scores. Let's go live to the La Rosa's Pizza on Budino Avenue in Western Hills. Here is Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengal. Good. All right, here we are out at La Rosa's on Budino. Prep Sports Radio game night, getting all the levels straightened out and checked there. Big win tonight. Elder Panthers knock off the Ryle Raiders 49-7. to And uh, this is the second time the Raiders came up to the pit. I think the first time was in 1994. And uh, my assistant manager... Uh, at work, uh, Jennifer, uh, her and her brother moved in, with her family from California to Cincinnati. He was a quarterback for their high school in, okay. in, in California, and uh, he was, I think, a junior, and they started him at quarterback, and he uh, came into the pit, and uh, I know they got trounced then, but... Uh, but I had a cassette tape of the oh. Elder Ryle game at my store in a box uh, trying, yeah. to, trying to store that. And uh, probably 10 years later in 2004, wow. I, was, I think I got that tape somewhere. Yeah. And he was thrilled to have it because oh, obviously uh, yeah. now he's a GM of, uh, of, uh, of one of the J- or the Jeff Weiler auto groups. I think uh, Nissan one somewhere. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so. but well, good. Uh, that uh, Chuck Burton was his name, uh, oh. quarterback out of Ryle, and and so, anyways. But big win tonight. Uh, I I was hanging on pins and needles who they were going to name star of the game. I know. Um, I, I couldn't figure out yeah uh, who it was going to be. But Joe, Joe Royer, a big big game tonight, Tom. And you talked about it uh, at the uh, uh, halftime report that you know in the first half he he's tied the the receiving record for for touchdowns and yeah. uh, and it was a class thing that he could have went up and got the record oh, no doubt about it but, no doubt uh, that's not Doug's way no and in good company Mark uh, tonight Joe Rohr with four touchdown receptions in the first half and he ties Nick Hall doing it against Moeller on October 9th 2015 Josh Jones also did it against Lakewood St. Edwards on September 20th 2008 John Miller also did it against the Crusaders from Moeller on October 30th, 1992. And way back in September 19th of 1958, George Fay also did that against a team from Hamilton Public. So, uh, you know, good company for Joe Roar tonight. And it can't be overlooked what Matthew Luby did in, in one half of play. Actually, it was maybe like a quarter and a half of play. 
He was 10 for 10, 174 yards and four touchdowns. And as Len just said, his computer rating was a was a daunting 378.2. So uh, great thing. And, and Mark, if I could, going into tonight's game in our pregame show, we did mention how week five traditionally over the last handful of years has been Elder playing Cleveland St. Ignatius either, either home or away. And I think it was smart uh, for, for Elder to, to maybe give that a respite for a little bit and, and, and schedule Ryle out of northern Kentucky, like you said, because what it does is it gives Elder the same Division One type of an opponent, and, and if Ryle can do what everybody's expecting them to do and win six or seven games this year, from a Harbin standpoint, it's exactly the same thing that Elder needs to get into the playoffs. Taking nothing away against, you know, playing Ignatius and the whole bit, but when you would typically the last couple years, handful of years, it was Lakewood St. Ed's in week three or week four. It was Ignatius in week five. It was St. X in week six. It was Moeller in week seven. It was Winton Woods in week eight. And then LaSalle in week ten. And you just never got to catch your breath. Not saying that Ryo isn't a great opponent. They are a solid opponent. But tonight, the better team won. And it was a way for Elder, like I said, to to kind of garner their confidence, maybe back a little bit. Uh, Doug had a great speech after the loss last week, coming home from losing to Lakewood St. Ed's. But tonight, they go to 4-1. All is right with the world. They're rested. No, no major injuries that we know of at this point. And hopefully they can get ready for St. X uh, next week at Balaban Stadium. And we are still uh, watching that game, Steve. I don't know, have we had any updates uh, on that? I know the the Yappy uh, uh, score is kind of stuck for me at 27-24. I don't know if that's still the score. Do you have anything more update? On, on one source, I have uh, St. X up 27-24. On one yep. source, I have uh, Moeller up 27-24. So St. So, um, so X is up yeah. 27-24. Yeah. End of the third quarter. So we're still Thank you, Bill Welsh. Still watching that one. That of course this game has gotten over a lot earlier than we normally normally we're not on here. Yeah, uh, the, the only scores that I have in now and I have a, a handful of them, they're mainly all blowouts. Everybody who is on the, the running clock dance, uh, their their scores are in. Uh, but uh, a good portion of the scores, one that we're interested in. Um, have not come across yet, so we'll be. Oh, Steve Geis is ready. Oh though. man, Steve, <laughs> a premature Steve Geis. Yeah, yeah well, we might as well do a little scores, whatever right. we got. Miami Valley Conference action. It was uh, New Miami 39, Clark Montessori 6. New Miami stays perfect on the season, rolling to 5 and 0 and 2 and 0 in the Miami Valley Conference. Clark Montessori winless on the season so far. Clinton Massey moves to 4 and 1 with a win over. Columbus Bishop Hartley tonight, 24-14. to LaSalle Lancers traveled to Buffalo, New York to play St. Joseph, and they gave St. Joseph all they could handle, blanking them 48 to nothing. So the LaSalle Lancers, Tom, they're, they're rolling right now. They're 5-0 and on the season and uh, looking good to obviously get into the, the, yeah. the next level, think, Week 11. And, Steve, you think after the game they went out for chicken wings up in Buffalo? I, I think <laughs> some of that Buffalo sauce. Yeah, yeah. Right. 
Yeah, Wally uh, Wally Welch is uh, rooting for wishbone uh, chicken wings, but no, you can get them right here at La Rosa's, a fine, good wing here. And I'm telling you what, that Sicilian pizza is looking pizza, pretty good. Looking, looking, looking yeah, good. I'm That's hoping, looking good. Yeah, we're hoping to get some of that tonight. Yeah. New Richmond Lions all over Norwood tonight, 56-14. to 14. Norwood remains winless on the season. The game you heard here on the Prep Sports Radio Network was the Elder Panthers 49, Ryle Raiders 7. Elder moves to 4-1, and one, and Ryle evens their season up at 3-3. Three and three. Williamsburg loses to Dayton Christian tonight, 30 30- Four to seven, and uh, Newport Central Catholic, south of the border, wins over their their counterpart Newport, uh, thirty-eight to six. Newport coming into that game five and zero, drops to five and one, and uh, Newport Central Catholic goes to four and three on the season. In Indiana action, it was East Central. They remain uh, unbeaten, six and zero, forty-eight to twelve over South Dearborn, who uh, was four and one coming into that game. So they are now four and two. And the other Indiana game we have, Milan big over Edinburgh, sixty-one to six. So uh, those are all the early returns in, as they say. And uh, we'll be uh, looking for other scores. And uh, I know there's uh, some GMC scores that, that are coming down to uh, there's a couple games that, that, that were 21-21 going into the fourth. So got some interesting games coming yeah. down the pike. Yeah, I'm following. It's interesting. I'm looking yeah. forward to that Princeton-Lakota East. I know Princeton, that's all you read about was how great yeah. that team was. And yeah. uh, they're kind of... They they got a lot of talent on that team, a lot of Division One recruits, but they're not a great team. It's it's a lot to mesh that talent sometimes and make it into a team. Right. Uh, but checking checking the uh, Moeller and Saint X score, twenty seven twenty four, like you said, Steve Saint X, and that was the same score at halftime. So the fourth quarter just started, and uh, nobody scored the second half. It's still the Bombers by three. 27 to 24. We'll be keeping an eye on that one as well as a lot of these GMC, uh, Mason at Sycamore, Fairfield at Lakota West, uh, Oak Hills and Hamilton. Hamilton was up, I know, at halftime 14 to nothing. So uh, we'll keep an eye on all that for all our Oak Hills fans we here. We do have West one End. final in from the GMC. It was uh, Fairfield 33, Lakota West 7. Wow. So uh, Tom Bolden not, uh, not having his uh, way. Uh, as he thought he would, uh, just by moving to another school. So, uh, Fairfield knocks off Lakota West. So, all right, uh, guys, uh, though big win tonight, Elder Panthers. Uh, Joe Harbin is in the house. Uh, Mrs. Harbin is watching baby uh, Bree Harbin at home, uh, keeping uh, the the hearth uh, warm uh, and uh, keeping everything going. So, but. Uh, uh, we'll be talking about all the Harbin implications of how this all plays out, but um, nice, yeah, nice big first, win. Yeah, first week it came out with the Harbin, so I'm sure Joe's going to paint a picture for everybody that follows the other Panthers and anybody that follows Region 4 in, in general as to kind of what, what the year might look like and uh, what the expectations might be. So Another GMC score in. Mason comes into the game 1-3 and three and plays a 3-1 and one Sycamore, and Mason wins 21-14 to 14 tonight. Wow. So, so that, that, that may uh, get the tumblers rolling somewhere. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get that score into Joe Harbin and plug that into his... I'm uh, sure he's already had it for a half hour knowing Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. No doubt. Well... 
after a loss last week as the Panthers travel up to uh, uh, Cleveland, and Tom and I were on assignment last week. We couldn't. Uh, we were out uh, gallivanting around. Uh, we ended up in. Uh, I was out uh, in. in Rocky Mountain National Park, and you were up cool. in the Finger Lakes up in New- Mid-State New York, and we yeah. were doing some prep sports work. Uh, we were. Hard, hard, at, hard at it. Dil- uh, diligent. Looking, <laughs> looking for opponents. <laughs> <laughs> right. And recruiting uh, and yeah. so forth. But uh, uh, I landed in time to turn. Basically, when I got into the car, turned on the radio, they were on the air and, and uh, got the, was able to listen to the whole game. It was a game that, uh, you know, Elder – Played them tough. Yeah. Uh, you need a team like that. You need to. They score, you score. They say it's kind of like his elder did it when they played the Clearwater team. So, but uh, you know, I, I was very impressed with Doug. How he? Yeah, he. I, I know he would have liked to have won that game, but he was like, "Dance club, he's very calm. You know, yeah. Like, hey, yeah, no big deal. We're making improvements. We know what we need to do." And and uh, tonight was one of those games, Tom. That they they were able to do it, and a lot of kids at the end got to get on in the field and uh, live their dream and play a, a football game. Right. And I like what he said too. When he's a realist and talking about, there's only been what three undefeated teams in the history of the Elder Panthers, and. When Elder won back-to-back state championships in the early part of this uh, 2000, in the early part of 2000, you know they they lost each. There was a loss in each one of those seasons. I think it was in week two in each season. So a drubbing, a, yeah, <laughs> as he was, said it, yeah, a drubbing. So it is good, and it, it makes them, uh, like I said, a realist. Maybe makes them more humble. Things just don't happen. You have to work for everything, blah, blah, blah. But I get the impression, uh, if you're playing for the Elder Panthers under Doug Ramsey's tutelage, that you know that coming in, and you know what it's going to take. You need the hard work. You need the dedication. It just doesn't happen. Uh, and, and that's the mindset, and that's the, the type of athlete that plays for the Elder Panthers. So at least when you lose and you have to hear that message, it, it's easy for the for the players and the kids to hear that because they know that going in what it takes to be an Elder Panther. So it's hard to believe that we've m- met the midway point in the season. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like yesterday. And of course, the weather is not giving up the fact that it feels like it's still summertime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, high uh, game uh, temperature at kickoff was almost 90 degrees. It was 87, 88. Uh, nice breeze when it started, but boy, when the yes. sun went down, it just stopped and it got a little close uh, in, in the press box when we were at the yeah, time. But, it does. but it's hard to believe we're on the downside, but that means uh, the big GCL schedule is coming up. Yeah. And of course, next week, St. X, and, and uh, we're still going to be. We're still watching for the outcome of the St. X Muller game, and, and it's been very, very close. You, Muller, uh, they're a young team. They're trying to get things in order, and obviously they've uh, made some adjustments and play, playing the Bombers pretty well in yeah. that, so we'll keep an eye on that one. You know, it's interesting. If you would, if, I guess if anybody would ask Doug right now, after the first half of the season, uh, what would your thoughts be if you were 4-1? and one? I'm sure he would take it in a heartbeat. And, and that's where they are. And the second half of the season typically is the tougher part of the schedule. It's been that way for most of the years that we've been following Elder Panthers, Mark. And this year is no different. So it seems like every other week now there's going to be a, a road game followed by a home game, road game, home game, and then they're going to end this week 10 on the road. So out of the next five weeks, uh, they're going to be on the road at St. X, 
at Winton Woods and at LaSalle. And those those would be tough games at the pit, not not to take anything away from where they're going to be playing. So those three right there are going to be very difficult. And up until tonight, we thought maybe Moeller might be a little bit of a breather based on the, the challenges that they're finding this year. But they're giving their saying that's like you said, everything and more they wanted tonight. And then you throw in uh, Football North out of Canada. Uh, they come to the pit on week nine. So uh, Doug knows what's in store for the Elder Panthers. The Elder Panthers know what's in store for them. The good thing about it is when they're 4-1 after five weeks, Mark, it allows Elder a little bit of uh, a leeway, if you will, where they maybe could stub their toe and it really wouldn't hurt what they want to do. But I'm sure, as we say every year, year in and year out, the first goal is to win the GCL South. The second goal is to um, get into the playoffs, and then obviously the third goal is to win the state. So since they're not even into the league yet, they still have all three of those goals in front of them, and it would be just great if they can kind of uh, get a great, solid win next week when they visit St. X, who is always a tough opponent for the Panthers at St. X. Well, I tell you what we're going to do here is take a timeout when we come back. First thing we're going to do is run down the scoreboard real quick. Second thing, we're going to get Joe Harbin in here. We're going to talk uh, Harbin implications of the scores that have come in so far, and Steve will paint the picture with some more. When we come back, we're li- you're listening to Prep Sports Radio Game Night live from La Rosa's on Food. No stop out and see us. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Did you know that almost 3 people will suffer a sports medicine-related injury this year? And 50% of those injuries are considered overuse injuries from focusing too much on one activity? Remember, a long-term healthy lifestyle begins when we're young. If your youngster is limping, has swelling, or is complaining of pain, we can help get them back in the game safely. Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Take care for Joseph Toyota Clarence event, $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy a Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. josephtoyota.com. For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. This is Deacon Mark Machuga, Director of the Office of the Diaconate. 
Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Sports Radio Game Night continues. Now, back to LaRosa's on Butno Avenue. Well, that was interesting. Our The Prep Sports Radio Network's uh, head chaplain, uh, Deacon Mark Machuga, sitting about five feet in front of me, and yeah. they, he just uh, was on the radio, so and he just gave he just us another blessing. Uh, and we definitely said, need it. He said, good words uh, in the first blessing. He said, the first one didn't work. I'm going to try it a <laughs> second time. So uh, we need all the help we can get. So yes, that was, uh, and we'll take it. Perfect timing, Kevin, on that, uh, that promo with uh, Deacon uh, uh, Mark Machuga. And uh, Steve, uh, I'm going to switch over to you. Steve Geist is coming out of the kitchen right. with the Steve Geist drum line. And, he, he's uh, back there uh, throwing the crust around of the new Sicilian uh, pizza. Yeah. And he had to put it down to get his uh, little uh, whistle to get the gang coming on out here. Yeah. Len, so. Len, Len Harvey is on his way out, and uh, he's Sicilian, so he's going to yeah. have himself a big Sicilian pizza pie. So, anyway, here they come around. He's from the, Jersey, though. Around yeah. the corner. Here they the come. Jersey Sicilian. Yeah. Right. Since they Hills League action, uh, the Wyoming Cowboys and uh, Marymont faced off tonight, both coming into this game 4-0, 1-0 in leagues. Wyoming has the record. They've won 35 league games in a row, and they've won 19 games in a row, defending state champions. They, they come out of this game shutting out Marymont tonight, 21 to nothing, extending the, their winning streak in the league to 36, and 20 games in a row that they, they, they've won at all levels. Eastern Cincinnati conference action was Turpin over Kings tonight, 27-24. West Claremont, 24. Walnut Hills, 14. West Claremont, 0-4 coming into this game, so they get off the snide with a win over the 3-1, now 3-2 Walnut Hills team. Fairfield, 33. Lakota West, 7. Fairfield remains unbeaten. They're 4-0, or 5-0 overall, and 3-0 in GMC action. Mason pulls up an upset over Sycamore tonight, 21 to 14. Mason goes to, to two and three, and uh, two and one in in, in the GMs. GMC and Sycamore drops to one and two in GMC and three and two overall. Miami Valley Conference action: New Miami 39, Clark Montessori 6, Southern Buckeye League Southwest Division Valley View 2042, Monroe 20. It was, was Baden 41, Purcell Marion 8. And that game was played at Walnut Hills. Vanderbilt Perry over Batavia 42 to 21. Batavia fans they like yeah, that they, one. They, they, Love they it. did. It was uh, Clinton Massey over Columbus Bishop Hartley, 24 to 14. Uh, GCL South member LaSalle travels to Buffalo, New York tonight and wins 48 to nothing. It was Minford, 28, East Clinton, 21. New Richmond over Norwood, 56 to 14. Elder, 49, Ryle Raiders, 7. St. X and Moeller, we don't have a final on that one yet, or we do, do we? We don't have a final, but I can give you an update if I could. Uh, apparently, St. X was driving with about six minutes left to go in the game, and they fumbled the ball on the four-yard line. Moeller recovered at the four-yard line, so Moeller... Uh, with about six minutes to go, first and so they have 96 yards to go for a score. But uh, they did fumble, recover a fumble from St. X, who was driving deep. 
in Mueller territory. In Mueller territory. All right. Thanks for the update, Tom. It was Dayton Christian 34, Williamsburg 7. In northern Kentucky action, Connor over Boone County 39 to 7. Newport Central Catholic 38, Newport 6. Indiana action, Lawrenceburg in a squeaker over Batesville tonight, 36 to 35. Lawrenceburg. Is that the Casketeers? The, yes, the Batesville Casketeers over the Lawrenceburg Tigers. They were playing at the Dick Meter Stadium. Uh, they Lawrenceburg m- moves to five and one on the season, and Batesville drops to two and four. East Central 48, South Dearborn 12, Milan 61, Edinburgh 6, and Jennings County over Connorsville 28 to 14. Those are all the early scores we have, and uh, we'll be working on getting a few more. Mark and Tom. Couple of not finals, but. I think we may call. I don't know if you did. The Coleraine is up 41 to 14 over Middletown. Uh, that's late in the fourth quarter. And uh, Hamilton is uh, up by 10, 31 to 21, late in the fourth over Oak Hills. Uh, and I'm going to call this one uh, for Cove Catholic. At half, they were winning 38 to nothing over Cooper. So what do you think, Steve? Should we call that one? I, I, yeah, absolutely. I'd give it to Covcath over the tire company. I, I, I guarantee uh, Cooper probably did not score a- anymore. So. Anymore. I don't know. Uh, the the uh, Deer Park, uh, Bill Cunningham's team uh, is winning 21-7 to late in the fourth quarter over Taylor. And uh, those are just a few while uh, you were doing that I was trying to pull up. Uh a lot of these are not finals because, like I said, we got on earlier than normal, but we'll get you caught up. Joining us uh, now, uh, we're going to get Joe coming on over. Uh, he's going to uh, – Steve Geist slowly walks back into the – Hey. Hey, Joe. I wish I had hail to the chief on my uh, <laughs> on my phone as Joe comes walking over. He gets a round of applause and uh, – it's been a while well since we had Joe uh, back on. A lot has happened in Joe's life uh, uh, since uh, he's a lot tireder. He's a, a beaten down guy. You know, he he doesn't have the pep in his st- He had a little baby girl. Congratulations. Congratulations, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. We're trying to expand the audience. Yeah, right. <laughs> she, hopefully she's not yeah. up right now. Uh, listening, I'm, I'm hoping yeah, that she's like the rest of the audience doesn't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, but baby Bree's doing well. Everything's going well. I was just watching her on the uh, the phone, uh, sound asleep as yeah, she should be. That's that's what we want. That's and, that uh, new technology that we never had. And before. if she wakes up, we'll play that. It'll the audio of this, and it'll put her right <laughs> right to, to sleep. sleep. Yeah, that'll be that's be truth. like a lullaby. Well, yeah. Joe. Uh, since we last spoke, it, it would have been on our Harbin show uh, end of October last year, and and uh, we Elder got pretty darn far into the the regional finals, and uh, Michael Bittner gets hurt, and uh, that kind of ended the their run last year. But it was a great great year, and things are now we're, we're looking this year new page, and here we go, uh, uh, Elder four and one, and What's, what's your thoughts? Uh, so far, so good. Um, but at the halfway point of the season, uh, Elders in the top four of the region. Uh, they came into this week at number four. Um, expected a leapfrog Lakota West, who was at number three. They lost tonight to Fairfield. He was actually the, the top seed in the, in the region. So 
uh, with a win tonight, get some points over a, a solid Ryle Division One team, um, and basically just looking at how the region stacked up. I know Elders, the second half of the schedule is tough, but after five weeks, you got to be uh, feeling pretty good if you're an Elder fan. Uh, not only uh, making the playoffs, but having a um, a good shot at maybe getting one of those top four seeds. Yeah. Um we always like to use the term, you got to put some of these early wins in the bank, so to speak, and, and they've done exactly. I would imagine if you would have went through the schedule, the, the games they had or when they did, we probably would have said, yeah, okay, St. Ed's would be a tough one. Uh, but you got to be happy 4-1 and one right now as an Elder Panther fan. Oh, I, I say definitely. I, I think the... The Indianapolis Cathedral game is a game that um, when we do the Week 10 show and see where Elder uh, winds up in the playoffs, I think we should look back at that game, uh, the last second field goal by Elder, uh, when and how they did in overtime, forcing the fumble and and, and recovering it. Um, With the Harbins, it doesn't matter if you win by 100 or if you win by 7 in overtime, you get the same amount of points. Um, they're going to get a lot of points from Cathedral. They won again tonight. Cathedral did move into four and two on the season. Um, they're just going to keep picking up points from Cathedral, and that's going to be one of the wins that we look back and say that might bump Elder up a, a spot or two in the rankings. And uh, we all know how close that was to not happening when uh, they were down late in the fourth quarter. You know, Jim, we say this every year. We're only halfway through the season. This is the first Harbin uh, numbers that came out this week. And there's still five games to play, and it's it's hard to uh, kind of guess or prognosticate what the season's going to look like. <clears throat> but with the Elder Panthers having three GCL games yet to play, two on the road, have to play at Winton Woods, uh, it's pretty daunting. Realistically, what does Elder have to do? I'm, I'm putting you on the spot, but what would Elder have to do realistically, number one, to make the playoffs? And number two, to maybe get a home field advantage. And it's tough to do, I know, but um, it's tough this early in the season to kind of point to a a number of wins because when you look at the the teams they've beaten so far, they've beaten Gahan and Lincoln. They they lost tonight, so they're 0-5 in the season. They beat Clearwater out of Florida. They're playing a five-game schedule. They're not playing this week, next week, or the week after. Uh, and they're actually a Division 7 school. So they're not getting many points from that. As as difficult of a game that was, they're not getting many points from them. and that's, that's one of the reasons why I said the Cathedral was so huge. It kind of um, yeah. averaged out those other two games. But we look at last year. The number eight seed in the region was uh, St. Xavier, and they had 17 and a half points. Number nine seed was Sycamore. They had 13 and a half points. And you move forward to this season, and Elders came into this week at number four, and they already had around seven points. They're going to get a couple more points with the win tonight against Ryle. And really, they have a lot of opportunities coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, St. Xavier, they're coming in at 4-0, maybe 5-0 if they, if they slip past uh, Moeller tonight. If they win that game, I think their elders in real good shape. Um, and, and the reason I say that, you got Moeller the week after. Football North, um, they're 2-2 two two in the season. Elders beaten in, the, the, um, in all the previous meetings. And uh, the last game of the season at LaSalle, even though it's Division II, they're uh, they, along with Winton Woods, both 5-0 and on the season. So I say if you're an Elder fan, you win three of the last five. Uh, I, I I can't see a situation where Elder goes 7-3 and three and misses, this, misses the playoffs with this um, schedule with this schedule and, and in this region. And I would say, depending on how, how it breaks down with the teams that they beat, um, six and four should be good enough. And maybe if they if they beat a Winton Woods or LaSalle or a St. Xavier, that's – 
um, undefeated that they may even slide it with five wins. But I think watching Elder the first uh, first five games of the season, um, I, I think a lot of people think this might be a, uh, a special season for Elder. And I, th- I think that um, as opposed to looking at what minimum might be for Elder to get a, a playoff game or, or, or um, a first-round home game, I think uh, just seeing kind of how prolific their offense is, how the defense is coming along, that a better question might be what will it take to maybe get that number one overall seed or a, or a top two seed. And um, I, I think just looking at what how the region's breaking down, that, that game next week versus St. Xavier is a, is a, is a big pivot game um, for Elder. And then the week 10, the Fairfield Coleraine game in the GMC, not only potential for the GMC championship, but those two teams could be fighting for uh, home field advantage and maybe a, a top seed in the region as well. Yeah, because both teams, Fairfield and Coleraine, uh, they remain undefeated in GMC play. Coleraine has got the only blemish losing to St. X. Uh, Fairfield is still undefeated at 5-0, and so you're right. That could be the matchup uh, for the GMC title. Um, I'm looking at uh, the molar St. X game, Steve. I don't want to take any of your firepower away, but it sounds like within the last about a minute to go, molar has got the ball on their own 21-yard line, and they're looking to get in the field goal range to at least tie it. So maybe St. X does hold on to this, but we'll have to see. Going into tonight, um, looking at the schedule, it was a it was a important night in GMC action. Tickets over. And we, uh, we think that game might be over. Okay. Uh, we, we have a report that uh, Baller fumbled the ball, X recovered. So oh, okay. uh, uh, that might be. Like I said, we're, we, it's hard for us to follow along and do a show at the same time, but right. we got a report uh, okay. on that. But go ahead, Joe. Well, that, that makes next week's game, uh, Elder versus St. Xavier, even even larger. Uh, both teams are, are going to stay in the top four in the region, and uh, St. Xavier already has a, a GCL South win. So, um, yeah, a lot's in the lo- line uh, next week at Balaban over at St. X. But as I was saying, with the GMC, uh, tonight was a – um, yeah, Coleraine versus Middletown, kind of the undercard, so to speak. Uh, Mason was a, a big winner tonight versus Sycamore. I would say maybe Sycamore was the more of a loser than and Mason was a winner because Mason already has three losses to start the season. And, and Sycamore was, was in the top uh, top eight of the region, and that was a game they were, they'd probably like to have going forward. But um, the, the game that really stuck out to me was Fairfield over Lakota West. And Fairfield... Uh, they're five and zero, the number one seed in the region, and and they're taking care of business. Wins over Centerville, Springfield, Middletown, Hamilton, Lakota West, and really things are lining up for that for Fairfield to be rolling in um, week ten with a chance to win the GMC as they host Coleraine, and maybe just maybe uh, this might be the changing of the guard in the GMC for the first time uh, in, in a, a long, long time. time. Yeah, which would be good. I think it's good for the conference. Uh, it, it, it seems as in previous years, uh, Coleraine would always win the GMC, and the rest of the GMC teams would be they would be trying to get a share of the GMC title as long as they didn't have Coleraine on their schedule that year. Right. Yeah. And uh, it, it seems as though maybe um, we still got a long way to go, but maybe that might not always be the case in the future. And one thing about Tom Bolden going to Lakota West, uh, I think if if, if you're facing Lakota West, this might be the year to to get to get them because I, I think that that program is going to turn around sooner rather than later. And I think that 
uh, that, that might be a, a team we see in the playoffs here consistently uh, in the coming years. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. And we do have a final on St. X 27, Archbishop Moeller 24. All right, so it is a final, and uh, the, the Crusaders played them tough tonight, but fall 27-24, nail fighter out at Nippert Stadium tonight, uh, GCL action. So that, that, that you, you like games like that, except if you're on the Mauler side. Yeah. Hey, Joe, I know it's, it's typically just Region 4, but Region 8, Division 2 is kind of intriguing to me as well. Uh, you have the, uh, over the recent history anyway, the two perennial favorites coming out of Region 8, LaSalle and, and Winton Woods. Look like they're on a collision course this year to maybe play in the, the finals of Region 8. I know it's way too early, but two very, you know, talented teams. Uh, not afraid to, to schedule either, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Winton Woods might be playing everybody in the GCL South this year. I'm not sure about that, but uh, anyway, it's it's that's looking like it's going to be uh, uh, two powerhouses fighting it out for Region Eight. And, and one thing that that we needed to uh, uh, take into account here with with Division One, there's 18 teams in each region, and eight teams make the playoffs, so. That's when teams like Elder or St. Xavier, they win five or six games. They still have a chance to make the playoffs because there's, there's just not that many teams in the region. About half the teams make the playoffs. When you get into Division Two in Region 8, you're looking at uh, around 26, 27 teams. Wow. And still only eight teams make the playoffs. So if you're a team like Whitten Woods yeah. or LaSalle, that you have to schedule tough because no one's going to play there. I think Whitten Woods is a team without a conference that um, – their margin for error. We always talk about margin for error for Elder. If you, if you beat the Cathedrals, if you beat maybe St. Xavier early in the year, all of a sudden your margin for error at the end of the season if, if, if things don't go their way. With Division Two, there's so many teams in there that are going to go seven and three or eight and two, playing a typical Division Two or even lower schedule. That uh, it's not easy for those LaSalle's and those Whitten Woods, but uh, they've taken care of business here early in the season. LaSalle's Number one in the in the region, Winton Woods is number four in the region, and uh, a couple other teams that are undefeated that uh, trying to be the flying the ointment, so to speak. But I, I think you're right that the last couple of years have been with Sal and Winton Woods, and based on how they play this year, that's just a little thing that's changing anytime soon. You know, on pregame, uh, Steve, Mark, and I were uh, talking about uh, you know the typical GCL South uh, uh, scheduling before the GCL uh, scheduling starts. And, and Steve was mentioning he'd be curious to see uh, how many miles uh, the teams that Elder and Moeller and St. X play and LaSalle, uh, how many miles either they're going to their venue or they're coming to Cincinnati to play. And it's, it's probably crazy, but uh, you just kind of stumbled on You just mentioned, though, Joe, that I think the GCL South schedules like that because they have room for error mm-hmm. and they can schedule teams that might be have greater Harbin opportunities and it, it's going to make the GCL South teams even that much stronger uh, when the when the regular season comes to a close. Yeah, it, it's just the nature of the beast now. It's almost like some of the GCL schools are playing a national schedule. In, in week three, uh, Elder played Clearwater, Florida. St. Xavier played Penn out of Indiana. 
Uh, Moeller played Lafayette out of Kentucky, and LaSalle played a team from Massachusetts. Jeez. Yeah. That's why the game tonight against Ryle was refreshing. <laughs> and that's exactly what Steve and Mark were saying. You get, you get a local team. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, like playing an actual high school schedule for a change. Yeah, it's kind of a blast it, it, from the past. It, it, well, yeah, how, how novel. Play a local team some only 40 minutes away, maybe? <laughs> Joe, I mentioned I mentioned in the postgame show that I think from an elder standpoint, typically over the last handful of years, uh, it was Cleveland St. Ignatius was the opponent in Week 5. And, you know, that was just another monster opponent after Lakewood. And then it was Ignatius, and then it was St. X, and Moeller, and Wynton Woods. And at least tonight... And it turned out to be a breather. I'm not saying Ryle wasn't good competition. But nonetheless, Elder's probably going to get the same Harbin-type results out of playing a Ryle than they would have against Ignatius. You're exactly right. And you look at Elder's upcoming schedule where they have uh, St. Xavier, Moeller, and Winton Woods. Can you imagine proceeding that with Cathedral, Clearwater, St. Edward, and yeah. Cleveland St. Ignatius? By the time you get to GCL play, I mean, not not only are worn down, but physically, uh, those, those are – I mean, they're all big-hitting teams, and yep. uh, we've seen over the, the recent history, Elder has been dinged up throughout the year, and um, and it's it just because they play some of these these big physical Division One teams, and um, a, a game like tonight not only will it help them get Harbin points uh, based on the wins that Riles can get in the future, but maybe it can kind of uh, do a quick recharge for Elder as they as they begin league play. Joe, uh, before we let you go. Any dark horses that you get your eyes on <laughs> for the betting public out here? Uh, but uh, you know, Major League Baseball playoffs. Are we still talking high school? No, we're still talking high okay. school. But one of the teams before this thing all started, Princeton, uh, you could not hear yeah. hear enough about them about how how many Division One, I, I think twelve recruits for major Division One schools and coming into the game. And Mike tonight. Dan- Mike Daniels, a star former player for Princeton, coming well, back to his alma mater. They ended up being victorious. Tonight, okay. 28-24 so over Cut East. Uh, they're three and two, one and two in uh, the GMC now, and they beat uh, uh, the three and one now three and two Lakota East team uh, coming in. So, so that, that that's one of those teams you just kind of thought, well, they're going to be from the preseason hype, but uh, there's a lot of football left to play. We're only halfway through, but where, where do you, any team that you're kind of keeping your eye on, Joe? What I mean, maybe I look at it a little different than other people, but. Um, in terms of every year we watch March Madness college basketball, and you get some of these teams from the small conferences that may have a good regular season and they lose their conference tournament, but they still make the overall uh, March Madness, and they're referred to as bid stealers. A small conference might get two teams in where they otherwise you get one. So I try to look at some of the smaller schools, some of the Lebanons, um, West Claremonts in, in previous years, Walnut Hills, and I, I'm keeping an eye on, on those teams. A lot of them. None of those teams have started out 5-0, 4-1. They're all around 3-2, and 2-3. and three. But it, it seems every year they just kind of hang around, hang around, hang around for one of those last spots. So, and they let everybody else beat themselves right. in, in the second half of the season, like the GMC schools, for instance. Right. It seems like every week it's the, the, the GMC, um, the gauntlet, that there's, there's teams, like the, the sixth seed in the region playing the five seed or the, 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 the second-ranked team in the region facing the tenth team. And it's always... Give and take. One team's going up, one team's going yep. down, and he has some of these other schools in the smaller conferences kind of just um, doing their thing, getting their six or seven wins. And like last year, it was a Milford, for instance, and Walnut yeah. Hills in the past. And yeah, um, it's it's looking at the early in the season. Those teams are all more towards the bottom of the uh, 
um, of the of the, the standings in, in Region 4. But now that we're getting into conference play, that's typically where these teams rack up their wins. And like you're saying, they just they slow and steady uh, wins the race. And they before you know it, they're eight, nine, ten, and we're doing our Facebook Live on the Wednesday before Week 10 saying, don't forget about this team. Yeah. It's a shame we're not doing Facebook Live. Joe Harbin's sporting a new uh, fleece as well. Yeah. Uh, it we, looks good. We need to have a picture you of you ready to hop into a... You need to uh, travel in that. Yeah. No, I, 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 yeah. I'll have to go on assignment one of these weeks. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. We need to get you in front of a waterfall and let you walk in it like your dad did, testing it out. Did it work? Yeah, well, I was walking on the water. Did oh, you notice? I did. That, that okay. thing is really good. See, Mark Machuga liked that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, headline, Tom Kennedy can't swim. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a timeout. Joe Harbin, uh, thanks for stopping in. And uh, he's the guy everyone, now everyone's going to leave. But uh, yeah. we appreciate you stopping out. We're going to take Thank our you. timeout. We and come thanks, back. And thanks to Nicole. We got, yeah, Len Harvey out here, and we're going to do the scores uh, when we come back. You'll listen to Prep Sports Ready Game Night right here at La Rosa's in, at Boudno, and we'll be back after this. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. You understand what it takes to get a job done right. At a Red Wing Shoe Store, we do the same. Taking the time to get to know you and the work you do helps us find exactly the right boot for your job. Backed by a wide selection of sizes and job-appropriate styles that are purpose-built for any job. Now that's what we call understanding by design. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. Red Wing Shoes, Mall Avenue in Florence and on Glenway Avenue in Western Hills. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schoester, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schoester Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schoester, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. I'm Father Jacob Vargas from St. Peter and Paul, California, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown and at sacredheartradio.com. Prep 
Sports Radio Game Night continues. Now, back to LaRosa's on Buto Avenue. Well, we just had our third blessing from Deacon Machuga. Uh, I hope this one works. And uh, did you try? The, did, uh, yes. did you try the Sicilian? By you're uh, you're a yeah. Jersey Sicilian, uh, right? Sicilian is fantastic. Let me tell is you, is it good? Absolutely. Yeah. Sicilian is is what you need to do. You know. You, you, Let me make you an offer. I you can't. You grew refuse. up with a lot of Jersey Italians. Oh, and, I know. Yeah. There are people that you don't want to know what they do. Yeah. Right. They, they talk. They talk about waste management. I don't understand yeah. that, what that is. Yeah. But, well. Yeah. You don't want to be at the bottom no. of that pile. <laughs> no. No, I don't. I don't want to. I tried to be nice. As, uh, yeah. Yeah. as your buddy Rodney Dangerfield always said, he goes, uh, uh, "It's not the Boy Scouts no. that pick up that garbage." <laughs> no, it's, you don't want to know what they do over there. <laughs> I, I had to give Lenny his uh, his oh, Rodney. Yeah, yeah. you have to do it once. Yeah, got was it once. that more of Albert that I heard too, or uh, no, no? No, it was right? an interesting game tonight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Lenny, uh, if you. Uh, like offensive firepower tonight, the Elder Panthers did. And Joe Royer, uh, I tell you what, I felt I felt bad for the DB for Ryle who had to cover that guy. He was five eleven. Yeah, it was like you know, it wasn't even close. <laughs> it's unfortunate, you know, the guy, the, the speed. He, he missed him by a step, and still, you know, it's like reaching up and. He's yeah, over his head. It, yeah. It's physics and no. math and, and height and, and, and this Roy, has Royer dropped one. I don't think he's even dropped one yet. Yeah. This year, no. everything that's anywhere close, he's. Is John Ross for the Bengals dropped one yet? Uh, no, 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 he hasn't dropped anything yet. Yeah, yeah. That guy's pretty yeah. good. He doesn't drop yeah. his paycheck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the one thing but he it doesn't seemed, drop. Lenny, it seemed like Matthew Luby kind of a lot of times just lobbed it in the yeah. vicinity, and he told Joe just go up and get it, and he did. And yeah, he was ten of ten. I think seven of them went to Royer. Yeah, so yeah. And the other two were shovel passes to Volmer. So yeah, that's, that's good. That's kind of how that worked out. But that's, uh, that's a good quarterback rating. He had a 370 rating. If you had him in fantasy, Luby tonight, with 10 of 10, he had four touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> good game. So uh, a little bit of slop they're going to have to clean up. I don't know. They as, as good as the score was, I felt they weren't as focused as they're going to need to be next week as uh, we travel out North Bend. We know how difficult uh, St. X is going to be playing out at uh, Balaban Field is never easy. And, uh, of course, uh, St. X is always very well coached and a uh, very disciplined team. So they're going to have to have a really, really good game plan and uh, move forward. I don't think they, they've yet to play from both sides of the ball a complete game. Because even defensively tonight, there were moments when they, the flea flicker, just several moments that uh, it seemed like if, you know, Ryle had a little bit more to give it would have been a little bit better contest uh, yeah. but you know it, it can only get better from here so, you know the players have been playing all year five games in next week it's, it's going to be another game they played you know St. Ed's last, last week they it was 28-17 in the third quarter and you thought hey they're going to they're going to stay with them but for whatever reason uh, they went backwards after a bunch of things so defensively I think uh, they've had a, they were a little bit better tonight but still like you mentioned very sloppy uh, a lot of penalties which still is the case and uh, so I think they're going to have to play a complete game against St. X to win you know we go into the second half of the season and Mark and I and Steve were talking about it earlier uh, it's it's a gauntlet I'm not saying that this week against Ryle was a, was a breather but it turned out to be a a nice breather game. They're going to learn from it. They always learn from it. But next week starts 
you know, the second half, the beginning of the GCL, and and, and every GCL game is tough and it's important because you want to win the GCL title. And this is the year that Elder plays two GCL opponents on the road. So it'll be St. X in week six, LaSalle in week 10, and Moeller at home in week eight. So this is the year that Elder's playing two of those opponents on the road, which is never easy. No, because, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen on the road. You know, when you're at home, you can expect a little bit. But uh, on the road, always, uh, you know, next week is one of those games where you look at the schedule, you're like, that's the you circled it. Yeah. And, you know, you get what you wish for sometimes so it's uh, it's going to be important but you know you didn't expect Moeller to give San X a game tonight and so hopefully that you know you'll see that uh, one thing that other than St. Um, Edwards last week they've been really able to run the ball at will on everybody so they just didn't run it enough last week because the game got out of hand and they started throwing it but I think the running game is going to be important and hopefully uh, Ramsey at a thigh bruise he had some ice on it after the game. I, I think he's going to be okay, but I was surprised he came back into the game and played. I uh, heard tonight. that from a couple fans. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that yeah. wasn't I mean, worth it. But. No, I mean, you know, you, the problem is that you take a kid out, he wants to play. I mean, that's yeah. what comes down to. Right. So he's not going to tell the coach it hurts. He's telling Dad, it hurts. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. So, And that's probably what happened. So he'll be uh, – hopefully he'll be fine um, after a little bit of rest uh, the rest of this week and – into, into next week. So, Len, how important was it for the uh, the non-starters to get significant playing time in the second half for a game like today? I like to see that, and, and I think that it is really important. You've got a guy like JT, you know, third-string quarterback getting some playing time. You never really see that, and that's the second time he's been able to get in, so important. Cooper Johnson played with the A-team and the, and the, the second team also and got the 48-yard uh, touchdown run, so that you know against the the second offensive line. So yeah, uh, I think it only helps your team when you have more kids playing. I always felt when I coached baseball uh, for a lot of years, one of the reasons my team always got better is because I played all the kids. And when you got into a situation late in the year when kids were either not there or hurt, or and you put a kid in at second base, he wasn't foreign to, yeah, to that. Yeah, so that's right. kind of yeah. it. Always helps you it to helps be able the to morale do that. of the it, team. Exactly. You don't want to just sit on the bench and. It makes you, you know, you could say, hey, I'm on the team. I really did play, you know. So. You're not leaving anywhere soon, right? No. Uh, can we do Steve scores? Oh, uh, we can. We can. You can join I'm us. I'm here all night. We yeah. can, we I'll can be here all night. Here all sure, night. Make sure you tip your waitress. Yeah, <laughs> Try the veal. And, 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 and we can uh, discuss things with Steve when these scores come in. We don't have to run through them. Let's kind of let's talk some of these games right. scores through. So let's start out in the Siste Hills League. Deer Park, 28. Taylor, 21. We don't need to talk about that one. Indian Hill, 31. <laughs> Indian Hill, 31. Madeira, 24. It's now six years in a row Indian Hill has won this game. So It's a big rivalry out there. And uh, Indian Hill uh, moves to 4-1 and one and 2-0 and uh, o in the Cincinnati Hills League. And I have a question. Sorry, Steve. Yes. Interrupt. When does it stop becoming a rivalry after a team wins six in a row, seven in a row, eight uh, in a row? Seven. It's okay. seven. It's seven. Yeah. Is, that, yeah. the, is yeah. that the number? Yeah. I just wanted to check. Sorry about It'll that, It'll always be a rivalry. Okay. <laughs> Wyoming, a neighborhood rivalry. Well, Wyoming, and, 21, and, Marymount, and nothing. The, and the loser has to uh, go out and get the uh, the shrimp uh, cocktail uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, okay. and have their Indian Hill and into brie cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brie cheese. And them little fish egg things. <laughs> Caviar? Yes, yeah. that's it. <laughs> Those fish eggs. Yeah. East, 
ECC action. Turpin 27, Kings 24. Turpin is undefeated. They, they are 5-0 and now and 2-0 and in the ECC action. And Kings drops to 2-3 and on the year. And uh, they're winless in ECC action. West Claremont over Walnut Hills tonight, 24-14. Anderson big over Withrow, uh, 48-14. GMC action is Colerain 41, Middletown 14. So Colerain 4 That game was close early on, and then we yeah, keep Coleraine. an eye on that one. But Colerain is still a juggernaut. Yeah, so far they're, they're four and one on the year and uh, three and zero. Oh they still in, run in the, the identical GMC. offense. You think? Uh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. I'm sure they do. That's what they do. Is uh, haven't changed since back in the early 2000s. But yeah. Yeah, they, they like it out there. Before Cole, that, right? Fairfield yeah, remains undefeated, five and zero, and three and zero in GMC. They win tonight over Lakota West, thirty-three to seven. Mason twenty-one, Sycamore fourteen, and in the fourth quarter it was Hamilton thirty-one, Oak Hills twenty-one. We'll kind of we'll call that one that came out at Hamilton. Uh, Oak Hills. All the precincts are in. Oak, yeah, yeah, all the precincts are in. <laughs> Oak Hills, except Broward County. <laughs> Yeah, they got a hanging chad. They're, st- they're still working on those ballots down there. <laughs> right. Oh, they're yeah. printing them out. It's, yeah, they're still working on those from 2000. Right? 19, <laughs> 19 years later. Yeah. Princeton, 28. Lakota East, 24. It would have been Trump's fault. Yeah, my... Miami Valley Conference action. Cincinnati College Prep, 22. Lachlan, 7. New Miami, 39. Clark Montessori, 6. Valley View, 42. Monroe, 20. Harrison over Edgewood tonight, 28 to 10. Ross, 48. Mount Healthy, 30. Little Miami, 41. Talawanda, 19. Fayetteville Perry, 42. Batavia, 21. Baden, 41. Purcell Marion, 8. That game was played out of Walnut Hills. Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, 28. Bethel Tate, 14. Clinton Massey, four, uh, 24. Columbus Bishop Hartley, 14. LaSalle, 48. Buffalo, New York's St. Joseph uh, team, academy, whatever they were. They, they, they didn't score nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's now, that's a, to they provided really the got, Buffalo wings. Got things going, Tom. Let's, let's yeah. park on this one a little bit, Steve. And Coach McLaughlin, right? right. Uh, Pat. Pat, Pat McLaughlin. McLaughlin. And uh, the Lancers, that, that there, there's some games we were looking at, and Joe brought them up, but some some big, big, big wins uh, would be LaSalle, obviously, and Winton Woods, and that's going to be a tough tough nut to crack but in uh, uh, St. X, but LaSalle's really uh, really got things going. LaSalle, yeah. yeah, LaSalle's rolling. Um, uh, they, they, they got, they draw Moeller next week, um, I believe, and then uh, Covenant Catholic and St. X. So last week we, we talked this in the pregame, guys, that LaSalle beat Dunbar 37-7 a week ago in uh, LaSalle's got a real good quarterback, uh, junior quarterback, Zach Branham. And uh, and he's got a, uh, a, a trio of uh, rushers, Josh Shaw, O.J. Wyatt, and Cam Porter. Uh, total 27 carries two a week ago and over 200 yards. So, you know, they could be a real deal. And the thing I like about what I'm seeing about LaSalle is it's, a, it's their defense. I'm not sure how good Dunbar is out of Dayton, but... Uh, you know, they held them to, like, one one third down conversion all game. So, anyway, LaSalle yeah. should be pretty tough. Yeah, yeah Dunbar's 1-4 and four on the season. So, they had, they had one win. And then 
going down the stretch for, for them. They, they play a 1-4 and four molar next week. And then they have a 6-0 and o Cub Cat, a 5-0 and o St. X, a 5-0. and o, Well, we don't know. Wynton Woods plays St. Yeah. Ed's tomorrow. Okay. So wow. they could be 4-1. and one. They could be 5-0. and o. If they're five, St. Ed's is coming down here. Uh, yeah, they are. No idea where they're playing that yep. game. But anyway, and then they finish up with, with Elder that, that are 5-1 and one, wow. or 4-1 and one at this, this yeah. juncture. So. They got they they have the, the, the easy stuff is behind them. Yeah, right. So that's that's what they got coming up, and let's uh, pick up where we left off. It was uh, Minford 28, East Clinton 21, New Richmond 56, Norwood 14. Summit Country Day over Riverview East Academy 38 to 6. Ryle loses to Elder tonight 49 to 7 in a game you heard wonderfully called by Len Harvey. Yes. Thank you. Len's in the house. Very good. So we got to be nice. (laughs) San Francis to Sales 42, sitting right next to me. San Francis to Sales 42, Bishop Fenwick 22. St. X in a squeaker out at Nippers. Stadium over Molar Crusaders, 27 to 24, and St. X rolls to, to 5 and 0 on the season. Miami Trace 35, Western Brown 21, Dayton Christian 34, Williamsburg 7, Wilmington 31, Washington Courthouse 15. South of the River, Covington Catholic 45, Cooper 6, Connor 39, Boone County well, your kid 7. Went, right? Cooper, my daughter goes to Cooper. Yeah, yeah my son went. He's yeah. graduated, but, but Cooper, yeah. Cooper evens it, evens it up at 3 and 3 right now. And the Cub Cat, uh, 6-0. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're, they're rolling there. Pretty strong. Yeah. They're strong. They're always pretty strong. Boyle County, 30. Highlands, nothing. Wow. wow. So Boyle County rolls to 6-0 and on the season, and Highlands drops to 4-2. Uh, and so, I hate when you get a boil on something. You know, it, it hurts. Yeah, this one hurt bad. Yeah. <laughs> this one hurt bad. They could they, it hurt so bad they couldn't score. Yeah. Holy Cross 22, Bishop Brossard 19. Newport Central Catholic 38, their counterpart in Newport 6. Ludlow 54, Nicholas County 14. Johnson Central 49, Simon Kenton 11. Walton Verona 42, Galton County nothing. Lawrenceburg 36, Baseville 35. East Central 48, South Dearborn 12. It was Milan 61, Edinburgh 6, Jennings County over See, Connorsville. They came all the way from Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it must have been windy there. Wow. Yeah. They, they, 61 to 6. They, yeah. killed, they killed them. Yeah. Oh, 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 boy. Oh, no. We're here all night, folks. Yeah. Jennings Try County. Stromboli. 28, Connorsville 14, Lapel. 51, <laughs> Rushville, 36. Wow, we're, we're, we got, we're reaching deep in oh, the scores. This, 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 this I think you're making is brought to you by Robert Hall. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're making them up, Steve. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, if you say it with confidence, nobody knows the difference. <laughs> That's right. So those I don't are all think the anybody's going to check from Deloitte oh, and Chooch. Yeah. Those are all the scores <laughs> we have tonight. Back to the inimitable Lennon Harvey. Well, thank you, Mr. Steve Bengal. That was tremendous. Uh, well, well, Lenny, uh, as we forementioned, uh, you are from Northern Kentucky, and uh, you have Ryle High School, which is relatively new. Cooper, kind of a brand-new school, newer. Uh, but uh, it, it's a different system in, in Northern Kentucky, uh, how they get into the playoffs. And this would have been a beneficial game for, for Ryle. Yeah. You know, it's a... They, they see where, how other teams play, and 
you know, they came into a buzzsaw tonight. But talk about Northern Kentucky football. Well, you know, it, it, it is a little bit different in the way they they do things. But uh, Cooper's had a couple of good runs uh, over the years, and Ryle as well. Ryle had some good runs with uh, Bryson Warner, who's now the coach of uh, Boone County. So yeah. He's trying to bring back what Sean Alexander in the days of Boone back, County. Back in uh, Owen Houck in yeah, the days when, back the, when they were good. Four, four yards and a cloud of dust. Yeah. And, and with, like Steve said before, with uh, – when Sean Alexander was yeah. like 12 yeah. yards in a yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you didn't see anything. It's just a streak. Yeah. He just went right by. Yeah. But it's it's just different. I'm You know, you look at uh, Ryle and playing last week. And Highlands is another school that Covcath, we talked about the, with their 6-0. It's a lot of good teams in in, in Kentucky uh, as you get a little even further, further downstate, like in terms of Louisville teams. There's always, always some good teams. But... Uh, the Northern Kentucky schools are getting a little bit better now uh, as Ryle's coming up again and, and Cooper, uh, you know, they've, uh, they're have they struggling a little bit three and three this year, but they've had some good years over the over the last couple. So. And I'm hoping that uh, this ha- ha- game is played again. There's other teams that will come over and play. Uh, it just it makes it much more enjoyable to have a local team come in and play. Absolutely. You know, nothing, nothing wrong, you know, I like uh, when you guys are on assignment once in a while. You know, it's all right. I want to give you guys some time off. Yeah. But uh, to go up to, to, I'll say it, schlepping to Cleveland, you know, is yeah. Yeah. not for nothing, but uh, it's it's a long trip for everybody. And, uh, you know, when you got to go 245 miles just to play a football game, it's... It's yeah, a little bit it much. wears on the it team, does. the player, and right even here. Columbus. I mean, it's just, yeah. yeah, it's just unfortunate that the Cincinnati schools, like an Anderson or a, somebody, doesn't want to play Elder. I don't understand that. Right. Well, and, and we talked about it. Um, the, the team, you know, where Tom Grip is at now, um, Milford. Milford. Yeah. They they played West Claremont. They're going to play them twice this year. The first time didn't count for their league. But that was the the, the week that Elder played the, the team from Florida. You know, the Elder had to go to Florida to find a team where they could have played either of those teams that that week. But they won't, but play. They won't play. Yeah. Now is it because they they feel like they're not going to win the game? Is that why they? I mean. Yeah. I just don't understand that. You know, you want a good competition, don't you? You want. It's kind of like uh, I guess in college football they schedule the little sisters of the poor. You know, Alabama plays, yeah. and they win 69-3. to three. Sometimes I mean, the little sisters win. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all about the Harbins, and uh, you need to be astute, a little yeah. bit astute in scheduling to get the necessary Harbin points to make it to the playoffs. So that's why GCL South teams have traditionally gone out of state yeah. because they can't find the same Harbin points opportunities right. within the city of Cincinnati or northern Kentucky. Well, Lenny, next week uh, we'll be heading, taking the show out to St. X Balaban Field. Thoughts uh, about heading out there and, and the game next week? Well, the first thing is I got to get a little bit better shape because I got to walk up that press That's box, right. which is about three miles. <laughs> I'm going to get my steps in. That's a good thing. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I need can to use hire them. a Sherpa. I, 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 I really do. I hope I don't have to use the restroom at any point. Get, yeah. Get to during, the first, get to that. The one positive thing it'll be air conditioned, so that is a yeah. good thing. But yeah, yeah. by then it'll probably be 62 and right. I think, I think if you go up there the night before and get halfway up and camp yeah. like they do when they're climbing Everest or, or I might Denali need some and, oxygen when I get yeah. up there. Yeah. And then, and then go up the, the next day. <laughs> there used but, to be a, a, a press box worker over there. I won't mention his name. I, think, I know he retired. But he was a big, big guy. And uh, I was asking uh, Tony Shad, 
who does play-by-play, and of course he years and years ago did stuff with Prep Sports Radio as well. But I asked him, boy, uh, does it take uh, blah 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 a little while to get up there? He said, well, yeah, when it's game game week, he starts setting up on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> That might be me on Thursday. I'll see if I can get up in the, in the press box. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's always great to go uh, watch a game there. It's a good good field and oh, good stadium. I, you know, I, I no did many games. On the, the pit, and, uh, as far as stadium is concerned, you can't beat the pit. The press box right. is cramped with uh, the... The television crew next to us were literally shoulder to shoulder, and there's room to spread out. The, the press box is very nice, and they treat us great. Yes. Tony Shad and Terry Ralph Smith, yeah. Terry Smith, all the folks out there treat us very, very well. I'm looking forward to heading out there. Uh, they're all good friends, and there's really no, like, uh, yeah, I mean, you want your team to win and all that stuff. but No animosity. Yeah. No, I mean, not eh, at all. No, whatever. I mean, I, I mean, going back, I mean, this is 2004 and five, but, we when you, we used to do the press the game of the week, yeah. We covered and we went all the way to state and, and St. X won, and it was kind of the, you know the, the the family and everything. Everybody's good over there. Yeah. So good stadium. I'm looking forward to that. I think that the game itself. Um, I think let's hope that Ramsey's healthy, because they're gonna they're gonna need him, and uh, if Luby can throw the ball to Royer like he did tonight, I think uh, Elder should win. Yeah. No and. Uh... Well, we're going to take one more time out. Len, thank you for being out here. We'll oh. see you next week. Yep. Uh, Tom, Tom, why don't we plug what, what we got? Yeah. Big thing here before we take a time out. Uh, Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock, uh, it's the Sophie's Run, 5K Run and Walk. It's St. Jude's over on Bridgetown Road. Uh, if something's chasing you and, and I, we may run, we but may it has run. to be a real big, big dog or something like it's, that. It's got to be. But over. if not, Lenny. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I had to put the headset yeah, back on because yeah. I, when I heard you were running, that if was there's some chasing. Yeah, well, yeah. that was uh, reminded me of a scene of, of Back to the Future when they asked, uh, you know, people run. Yeah. So if you see anybody, me jogging, kill what's chasing me. Yeah. Anybody <laughs> chasing? But yeah, sorry. Yeah. But it's. Uh, I would pay. I would. Let's put it this way. If if you even walk, you get a hundred dollars from me, right there. Well, if you even oh, walk, I'm walking. All right, the there you go. Now. All right, I already yeah, did what, seventy-five. I'll do. I'll do hundred dollars. What, right. what do I get for running it? Uh, you'll get uh, two hundred dollars. How about that? He's running. Do it. He is there running. You go. It. All right. <laughs> And I'm going to be there, so give me a hundred. Uh, well, that's not the The money's said. already spent. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. uh, uh, Mark and Missy Meinhard, uh, this great, great event that they put on, and uh, it's just a wonderful thing. And as I said at halftime, Mark, Steve, and Len, uh, the, the family has learned to be better and not bitter, and those are great words to live by. And uh, I, for one, and the rest of us are going to be very proud to be running or walking in that great event on Sunday afternoon. And it's pretty easy to donate. I did last week. You get on the, the website, and you just uh, yeah. you can even do it by credit card. So Sophie'sAngelRun.org. Right. Yep. Sophie'sAngelRun.org, and get your uh, registration in. Uh, the better. if you Or you can just show up and register. It's a nice, leisurely stroll. It is. Um, hey, Lenny, I'm an avid walker, so don't. Yeah. Uh, uh, you don't, know, I'm I, impressed. I'm yeah. impressed with that. <laughs> and, Mark, with it being at St. Jude, we all know what the oh, J well, stands for, uh, don't we? I, Steve and I are graduates of St. Jude Academy. and uh, That's right. The J stands for genius uh, <laughs> out at St. Jude. and. Uh, 
It Not is. spelling, obviously. St. <laughs> Jude is a saint of impossible cases. That's why they that's us, Steve, yeah. and, Steve and I there. We're, you're living the dream. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is that like the impossible burger at, at Burger King? Yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> See, Mike. Yeah, so we... We enjoyed it, and now there's another bangle there. Your nephew, or your my grandson, my, your grand, Stephen, my nephew's yeah. son, uh, Stephen, is there. Uh, that's what I was trying to say. My nephew, yeah. Michael's son. They got Stephen. another Stephen bangle there. So wow! They, wow! They, they don't know what to do. Yeah, the poor, it, the poor little one shaking, yeah. shaking the halls. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be out there. Hope to see you there too. And we'll keep it here. We don't. We'll get a few more minutes, but. Uh, uh, Len, final thoughts. Uh, great game tonight. Big win. And uh, when you see a quarterback go 10 for 10, you know things are doing well. Absolutely. And, and you know, Luby continues to impress. He's had a great – he leads the uh, GCL in rushing with over 400 yards coming into tonight. He had uh, the 10 for 10 tonight. And, uh, you know, when you have Royer just throwing it up there, uh, it, it was easy. It yeah. was easy. And Royer is just getting better. He had, he had 11 catches uh, – you know, last week he continues to to amaze, and uh, I think that that's where they're going to go next week. You, you've got to do that. You've got to yeah. run the ball, get the ball out to, to, to Royer. He's a great security blanket. He does not drop the ball, and that's what you have to do. So. All right. Well, let's do a few thank yous, uh, of course, as usual, Lennon and Phil, for doing play-by-play. And uh, uh, always uh, like to thank Paul up in the press box, uh, who keeps things running uh, smoothly. And uh, uh, we, uh, I don't even know who was the press box uh, food sponsor tonight. J- but Jim, 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 and Jack. Jim and Jack. Jim and Jack. Jim and Jack. And the waffle fries were fantastic, by the there, way. There was, uh, was we wouldn't know. three, well, three crumbs left when <laughs> yeah. we got Yeah, down, well, but, uh, <laughs> it was a lot of cheese and stuff. Yeah. Them, which a- made me after cold. 30 years, when I went over to get something to eat, I told the guy that we work at halftime, yeah. and he looked at me like he didn't know what it was yeah. like. Yeah, I'll, so, re- I'll remember next week. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so there was, even though there, there was week. there was crumbs uh, when we got around to it, but that's okay. They were good crumbs, though. I hope uh, the, that that guy that takes pictures of the band uh, got uh, got some, some oh, good yeah. to eat. Uh, I don't want to mention his name, but. Uh, He's a he's a very skilled at working his way in there and filling up his plate and many plates. <laughs> God, God bless him. Yeah, Don't mention thank, that God name bless there. us all, everyone. Yeah, Dave Rapine. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he's a buddy of ours. I, I say that with all due respect. <laughs> all right, so that's about all the time we have. Uh, we're going to be out here next week at La Rosa's for Prep Sports Ready Game Night. Even though the game's out at St. X, stop at La Rosa's on the way back to the west side to celebrate a big Panther win. And big thank you to Kevin Kenny back in the studio. Without him, none of this would be possible. Thank I know, you, I Kevin. I want to thank Bill Welsh. He was keeping us up on the X-Molar game while we were doing this. So thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. And, uh, and Deacon Mark Machuga, our fine chaplain for Prep Sports Radio and Table 7. All right, that's all the time we have. We'll see you next week right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. You understand what it takes to get a job done right. At a Red Wing Shoe Store, we do the same. Taking the time to get to know you and the work you do helps us find exactly the right boot for your job. Backed by a wide selection of sizes and job-appropriate styles that are purpose-built for any job. Now that's what we call understanding by design. Red Wing Shoes. Work 
is our work. Red Wing Shoes, Mall Avenue in Florence and on Glenway Avenue in Western Hills. Elder fans, Paul Cluxton here with Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop, we can handle all your automotive needs. Thank you, Elder Nation, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from our family to yours. Hoding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800 or on the web at Hoding.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. When you're in an auto accident and your insurance company insists you take your car to a cheap, no-name facility, do you think they're looking out for you or for them? It is your right to take your car to the place of your choice, so demand Jim Collins Auto Body. Accidents happen, and Jim Collins understands you want your vehicle back to pre-accident condition with no excuses. For over 40 years, Jim Collins' attention to detail, his commitment to quality, and a job that's always guaranteed has given his customers peace of mind. Jim Collins Auto Body on Glenway Avenue near Best Buy, 922-6336. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. This is Father Michael Mary Dosh from St. Gertrude in Madeira. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Hoding Realtors, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Red Wing Shoes, La Rosa's Pizza. Jim Collins Auto Body, the wealth management team of Adam Schoester, Rosard Pharmacy, your West Side Skyline Chili location, the Underground Sports Shop, Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati, Wardway Fuels and Grills, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Robert Jones Plumbing, Cooper Electric, and Schmidt Heating and Cooling. Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of elder high school football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. I'm Deacon Bill Mullaney. Thank you for listening to Sacred